Yes, hello. I am James Rowland, and today it's the WNR 411 W Revolution. And after three hours of pre-show, Team WNR are here for a full pay-per-view review. I have a pleasure to be joined by, firstly, someone who promised they would win this pay-per-view. It is Jaxi. How you doing? Are you still feeling confident at this time? Um, I wish you could see me. I'm scratching my head right now. As a to be like, did I say that? <laughs> I'm <making> sure. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to say I'm about seventy percent, uh, like thinking that I've got this in the bag, but I, I'm not too sure. I can't remember what everyone else's answers were. Yeah. So wow. we'll have to see. But I'm excited for it. So let's go. Well, I should tell you, Jaxie, and nobody else will be interested in this. Is that between the five of us, there is only one point in it between the winner and obviously the losers as it is. Oh, man. It is, I already know. It is it's tight. Just I, I know where my point went too. <laughs> Up next, a man who's been untouchable three predictions. How will he fare with AEW? It is Monty and are you confident? Oh man, small alert. No, I'm not. I already know. Like it was a couple things just did not go my way. And uh, <laughs> a couple of missteps that I just, I, the, it, the, oh man, when we get there, you will know because it really hurt my feelings because I thought of it and I just said the other thing. You know how you lean in one way and you just show, all right, screw it, I'm going with this. And then you should have went the opposite way. And yeah, but anyway, either way it go, this was fun, but no, I'm not confident at all, James. <laughs> well, no, it's great to have you. Uh, on board and last but by no means least uh, to quote Oscar Levant there is a fine line between genius and insanity it's genius <laughs> Gina <laughs> how are you hello guys yes I definitely do border sometimes on the on the brink of insanity but I work it I make it work so let's go <laughs> And how was the experience meeting the ultimate one for the very first time on the uh, pre-show we did? That was so funny. I really had so much fun just hearing the differences with, between you guys as well and just your opinions on it. So I think we had fun. Well, like I say, anybody can say what they want. And it's, you know, it's up to the other person if they want to defend it or not. But like I said, it's a pleasure. Very opinionated. <laughs> It's a a pleasure to have you guys with us. Unfortunately, one can't make it. Uh, But we go to the buy-in. And I thought watching the uh, countdown to Revolution, I'd get away with half hour of the buy-in. Unfortunately, it was an hour long. And it started with uh, Chris Statlander versus Layla Hirsch. We get straight into the match. Hirsch began to focus on Statlander's elbow to soften her up and spent a long time attacking the arm for her rivals able to mount some offense on her own. Statlander planted her with a blue thunder bomb for a close two count. Hirsch took her off the eight for a hurricane runner that did some damage to both women. Hirsch then used a turnbuckle she found under the ring as a weapon for hitting a moonsault for the win. And we'll start off with Gina. What were your thoughts on this match? Um, I thought it was a good match. I think it was okay. Uh, I was happy that another female match was added to sort of the, the Revolution card, whether it was the buy-in or not. With how long the show was, I also felt like we could possibly have done without this match. It's not yeah. to say I didn't enjoy the match, but I do feel like 
the show was so long we probably could have done without maybe that match I know it was the buy-in and they had that a whole hour for the buy-in but maybe put one of the other matches on the buy-in then to make it a bit shorter either way though I still enjoyed the match I, I thought um, I thought both Lola and Chris have great chemistry with each other and they were they were helping each other to kind of you know keep rile the fans up get them ready for the whole of the pay-per-view event so I still enjoyed watching it for sure yeah, without that, I mean, the crowd was still filing in at that point, weren't they? And then obviously a couple of missteps. Uh, but again, these two women, a bit like Sheeda and Deeb, you can, it looks like Chris and Layla really don't like each other. And when you can get that across in the ring, I think it does sell the rivalry. But please, Chris, hook the fucking leg, all right? Because otherwise you're going to end up costing <laughs> us prediction points and we're not going to be happy about it. Um which, I'm going to ask you, Monty, this. Will Layla Hirsch's height hurt her? I don't think it should, just because, you know, I mean, she's short, but, like, I don't think it's, like, that bad. Like, because, you know, maybe against, like, Jade, you know, it looked look bad, <laughs> like, in that situation, or Nyla. But, you know, most of the competition, she's not, that much, you know, smaller than, and and even though she, we all know that like she has that, you know, sturdy base that makes her the explosive wrestler that she is. So like I think her work in the ring could help out too. But yeah, maybe in certain cases it can hurt her because like you know some people may not be, it may not be believable to some people that she could beat a J. But at the same time, you can make a, a good underdog story with that maybe in the future because of her height. So I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's gonna hurt her that bad. Uh, but I like Layla, you know, I think she's really aggressive in the ring, and I do like this, you know, just healing side to him, you know, this, like you said, it had this sloppy moment, but I don't think the nothing ruined the match, you know, per se, or anything like that, and the finish was, uh, was I, you know, I, even though I, I, I predicted the other way, I wasn't even that surprised with the finish, even though it was, like, kind of cheap, but yeah, I, didn't, I thought this was still fine, so yeah, no problem. All right, now, uh, Jackson, what would you score that out of five to start us off? I mean, yeah, I, I liked this match. I think that um, I agree with Gina. I feel, feel like this could have been a match that was, uh, you know, um, kind of advertised or showcased on a Dynamite or a Rampage. But I think between the two women, it was, it was still a really good match. Um, and they still told a story. So I'm going to give it a, a four. It was, it was good. Uh, Gina, what were you going to score it? Uh, I'll go with a four as well, but like you said, James, I do feel like it's going to be a slight, you know, Sheeta deep rivalry that I think will continue, and I'm happy for it to continue. But I'll yeah. give it a bit. Of, I'll give it a four. Right, uh, Monty. Y'all, y'all making me sound harsh, but I gave you like three and a quarter. Like it was, it was cool. Thank God, I thought I was. <laughs> well, no, you're being really nice, and then you guys are going to like. It made me feel harsh. No, it's like it's like multiverse. If you wanna, if you wanna hear the scores the other way around, then listen to me and Jaxie doing a double re show. Because, because... <laughs> hey, if you include Ultimate One in that, then I don't look as bad. Okay, hey, I'm just a mark. All right? I mean, I, I think I, I, you both compliment how bad each other are. So the thing. It's, it's on the buy-in, but, like, I just thought this wasn't much that you wouldn't see on, like, a Rampage or, like, a Dynamite. And that's the only reason why I was, like, it was competitive, but, like yeah, said, it was just it was, solid. It was on the buy-in. It was on YouTube, but I felt like it was still quite a decent match to be on the buy-in. Yeah. So, oh, no, you know, no, I, and yeah. I, think both, I think both women just, you know, kind of 
they, they did their job well. Like they were showcasing the rivalry, like you said, and, and kind of it progressing. Uh, the, the match itself wasn't bad. It's just not on that high caliber of the expected yeah. matches. Yeah. We're excited. We were more excited to see that night, you know? Yeah, well, I'm going to give it three and a quarter as well. So I'm glad <laughs> that Monty's there. Uh, <laughs> Poll-wise, Hirsch got 60, 64% of the polls. Was uh, and on to predictions. So we start our AEW prediction <laughs> leagues. Uh, we should say the prediction leagues might consist of three leagues. One of WWE pay-per-view bonus points and of course AEW which start today the bonus league well Monty, Gene and Jaxie are all on five points at this moment in time and I am in the lead with six unfortunately that is not yeah. the case for the W pay-per-view league who where I have not picked up a victory this year should say <laughs> I will say that I have never lost a Wrestlemania in seven years of doing predictions for it so okay. again I'm hoping like Jaxie last time I'm hoping that I can catch that in uh, Gina Jaxie on two and Monty Incredibles three for three with WWE shows at this moment uh, but Ultimate One did predictions for this as well so we're going to tell him right now unfortunately Monty you and I went for Chris yeah. Lander. So it's of course, point. yes, it's one point. We are kicking up the damn promo. <laughs> I swear, this is the only one that I'm going to get a point over you guys. Honestly, <laughs> but I'll happily take it. This is, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but this is so exciting. And the, the people are going to think we fixed this, but we really haven't. So it's one point for Ultimate One, Gina, and Jaxie. And then all of a sudden, Kenny Omega's music hit. Now, did anybody here <laughs> think Kenny Omega was going to come out at any point? Okay, yeah. I lost my shit. I'm not even lying. I heard that music and I was stood up on my feet. Shouting <laughs> at my partner, Babe, babe, Kenny's back! Like that, just to get... <laughs> Then I was in shattered. I was in Jaxie's ear. I was in Jaxie's ear, and I was like, "No, but why would they bring him back on a buy-in? If he's going to be brought back, he's going to be brought <laughs> back on a main show, not a buy-in." Okay, I knew yeah. that Don Prick was going to come out. Indeed, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Kenny Omega. It was Don Callis who came out and trolled the crowd. Uh, by saying basically they've taken Kenny Omega away from themselves. He was disgusted by the card, but said it would be a great night for <laughs> the Elite as the Young Bucks will win the tag titles. And Adam Cole has created the sleeper cell within the Elite and he will become the new AW World Champion. Uh, up until the second Kenny Omega returns, there's only one diamond in this business and it's Kenny by God Omega. I mean, this was okay. It's like they're hitting us over the head by saying Kenny Omega's going to come back soon. But I don't mind it. Yeah. You know, I've got no problem oh, with like them laying yeah. I kind of like missing him. And even that little tease at hearing his music. And like, you know, look at the reaction it got from me, you know. So you just know that when he does <laughs> come back, the, the, the type of impact he's going to have on people just returning is going to be great. So, yeah, they did well with just kind of teasing us with that. I think we're out there. Well, up next, they sent for Hook, and we got it, versus QT Marshall. And QT has a microphone and notes. Now, if you want something done, you have to do it yourself, and he's going to show Hook what being cold-hearted is all about. Good luck to you. That's, that's all I can say. Right. Uh, Marshall did try to corner him, but Hook saw it coming. He kicked him in the gut, but Hook answered right back with a suplex and a clothesline that sent uh, QT over the top rope. Marshall then pie-faced Hook and stuck him into the rope so he could pull him in there. Hook caught him on the floor, 
pulled a capture suplex. And then QT pulled him in the middle turn, buckle stomped him in a bit. Marshall had control for a few moments, but the Sonatas countered a cutter and locked in the red rum for the win. Uh, what do you think of this, Jaxie? Um, so I've, I've got to admit, I am really enjoying how they're promoting Hook and, and everything that he's doing. Um, he's such a technical wrestler. I, I, find, I tend to find myself, especially in his matches, watching his moves a lot more. And I, I'm, I can actually see, uh, you know, sort of the training that he's done. Like he's, it's really paying off for him. I just get quite excited every time he's in the ring. This guy is going to be big one day. He really is going to be huge. Um, he's got the, the sort of the right aspect to be a great technical wrestler. Um, this was one of those matches that really showcased that. QT Marshall, you know, regardless as to what we want to say say about him as as a fan, um, QT Marshall is great in terms of his in ring experience. You can see kind of uh, the support he gives his his the partners that he's partnered in the ring with, but you can also see you know kind of how he helps sell these moves. Um, I just thought it was just a great match. It was, you know, something we everyone wanted to see. Uh, you know, QT Marshall kind of just get his ass kicked by a young kid. Um, and it was the perfect story to tell. It was, it was great. Well, without doubt. And I think you hit the nail on the head as well, because even with QT, he is over as a hill. You know, that character, to mm-hmm. the crowd to say QT sucks, as opposed to just chant for hook or having no yeah. reaction, it means that for what he does, I mean, the, the fucker put Paul White over on pay-per-view, and he's the one still having yeah. pay-per-view matches because there is a place for him. And we, we talk about pops for hook. I mean, the pop for hook was mental, and it, it feels like they got yeah. something really special. I'd be really interested to see what the kind of future holds. And again, it's, it's them doing it right because we're not sure what direction, but we invested right from the beginning, you know? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I'm very happy to chuck my money at AEW and say, keep investing in him. Keep building him. He he will be one of the faces and one of the pillars of AEW in the future. Yeah, I, I think without a doubt, you know. Um, out of five, then. So, Gina, what would you score out of five? Yeah, I'm going to give it a five. I think QT actually, with all the, all the matches <laughs> that we've seen from... from um, Hook so far has been easy squash matches. QT actually, you know, showed us seeing Hook in a vulnerable position for once. Um, and it was just really nice to have a bit more of a variety. I mean, we all love the little squash matches like Wardlow does and things like that. But if with, with Hook, because we haven't seen him actually struggle with anyone just yet, it was really nice to get that variety and have and see that. And to be honest, the crowd got me excited for AEW Revolution just watching this match. So that's why I'm giving it such a high score because I think the vibe of the crowd was great. I think the match itself was great and it was really fun to watch. So, yeah, I'll give it that. Yeah, and don't that, judge you know. me, Monty. I can hear your snickering back there. <laughs> you dare judge me. All right. Fly to America. Monty, Monty, what would you say? Uh, I gave it three and a half stars. You know, like I said, it was, it was good. You know, hook is over. That, you know, he don't have to do much. You know, and the crowd gonna lose it. They already lose, like you said, as soon as they hear his music, you know, start up, not even the beat come in, just the intro of it. They already know, okay. But I mean, you know, that somebody... is a song. Yeah, like, right. he chose exactly. And like, he doesn't have to do anything, doesn't have to, <laughs> sorry, faces, I... don't have to smile. Sorry, so. Monty, we'll come back, but that song's got a great hook to it. <laughs> 
Yeah, which part? <laughs> Are you going to sing it for us? Are you going to sing the I see part? What you did there. See what I did? Drum <laughs> roll. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to bring a song for us. <laughs> Sorry, Bunty. Continue. Does that count as a dad joke? Does that <laughs> count as a dad joke or not? I don't I, know. I it's actually pretty kind of clever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, like I said, he doesn't have to do anything. and uh, But he does make it a point to show you that foundation that you mentioned earlier, Jackie. You know what I mean? Like the fact that he has that training and the technique to do anything in the ring. So, like, I do like that. And then a lot of people was complaining that QT maybe got too much offense in, but that ain't bad. That's not a bad thing. It is the guy who trained him, especially in this storyline. So, like, I mean, it makes sense if you ask me. And it didn't overstay his welcome. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I yeah. I agree. Well, I was about to say it, it's exactly that. Is that QT is a veteran and and Hook is beginning, so of course right. he's going to be caught out with mistakes like being caught on a rope or stuff like this because he is a learner and it's just like we say the progression. He won't be doing this uh, for long. Uh, Jackson, what are you going to score right. it? Uh, I'm going to give it a four because I thought it was a great match again. I think like I said, it, and we all. Uh, went hook i should say actually before we get on predictions <laughs> poll wise and i've been doing this for a long time for the first time no ever, way for the first time ever a hundred percent went hook we had a hundred percent wow well done everyone <laughs> yeah i don't know what that tells you about qt or what but maybe it's just maybe <laughs> <laughs> it was all about hook then really then about qt <laughs> Well, predictions, we all went hook. It's the first point for Monty and myself. Of course, we're playing catch-up on one. Of course, Elton will one, Jackson yeah. on two. And then we move to the last match on the buy-in. I can sense Monty's disappointment, but it's a House of Black oh, man. versus Pac, Penta and Eric Redbeard. And I've got to say, what a fucking entrance for House of Black, you know? Like, yeah, oh I didn't God. think... Yeah. It, it's, it's weird. It's like you see Black coming out, you go, that can't get any better than that. And then he comes out with Brody. You go, fuck, that's awesome. And then, of course, Matthews, you go, what's going on? How's it so? It's just, I can't, again, I'm marking out for it, you know? Yeah, definitely. And speaking of which. They have an awesome presence, man. Just an awesome presence. Like, well, <laughs> I love it already. They haven't even done anything. And they already just look badass. <laughs> it's, that sound, it's that sound in the arena. Speaking of which, Alex is loving life. Uh, at this point. <laughs> you are so yes. right there. It really is. I don't know if he was getting ready for Halloween or whatever it was, you know, but um, speaking of the match, of course, this is Matthew's first match in AEW and he looked incredible, you know, uh, really, really did. But anyway, we started off with Black leveling pack with a running kick as soon as the bell rung, but he got right back to his feet and it kicked his own to bring them to a stalemate. Penta and Matthews came in to take over. Uh, Penta took him down with a hooker runner, but Matthews cut him off, hitting a suicide dive and rolling him up for a one. They had a few exchange of takedowns before both men decided to tag out to the powerhouses of their team. And we see the two several times. Now, House of Black went off Death Triangle on the apron while Redbeard sent King out of the ring with a surprising dropkick. He took out Matthews and Black before running over King at ringside. But the House of Black eventually cornered Penta to keep him isolated, but he was able to escape and tag Pack to unleash a tornado kicks to Matthews. Penta took out Matthews and Black with a big crossbody. He started taking on everyone in the House of Black. 
went for a few more minutes for the match ending with all three members of the House of Black taking out Redbeard for the win. Uh, what were your thoughts on that, Monty? Yeah, man, this is awesome. I, I really like this. This is the definition of how to get uh, the crowd ready for a show if you want to consider this like a pre-show type of match because it this match, the quality of it belonged on the main card. Like, it was... Uh, like I think the future is bright for House of Black. I don't really think we need to even like. Obviously, they should. They're gonna be really, really good and strong. Hopefully, if everything is booked right going forward, but I think they'll be fine. And uh, the build to get there to this match wasn't necessarily perfect, but you know the match, uh, man, way better than I thought it had any right to be. Especially if you think about the placement on the card, you know, uh, and just like I said, just a hell of a way to kind of just have you ready for what was to come. I. Was really po- I was really positive on this match. And also, I was really surprised. Like, they made Redbeard look like a monster here in this match So uh, at times. So I was like, man, okay, okay, you know, nice, nice, you know, nice going. Even though they, they did call him Eric Rowan at one point. <laughs> it was nice. To, it's, it's a habit. I almost just did it. So, uh, <laughs> so it's, it's a habit. Well, but anyway, it. this was good. You know, I gave it four and a half. Well, it's good to see Redbeard. And can we please get a 20-minute match? between Black and Pack. I mean, just, yes. you know... That yeah. was... Give it to us again, please, because those two just... Just you keep running it back, yeah. between these two, and I will never get bored. Well, it was pay-per-view worthy, like you said, Monty. Really, really good stuff. Uh, I'm going to give this a four and a quarter. Um, Jaxie, what are you saying? Yeah, again, I really enjoyed this match. Every agree with everything that... Uh, Monty and yourself said um, I got really excited at watching the exchanges between uh, Brody King and uh, Eric Redbeard how neither of them wanted to back down it's like this is how you book beasts not like you know just one or two sort of standoffish parts these two were really trying to put the other one down and it was so good to see a big adrenaline rush watching that whole match so I'm going to give it a four and a quarter as well yeah and Gina Actually, do you know what half because of like yeah it was that good <laughs> switch to a half that's no problems yeah i mean you guys are all being quite stingy i'm just gonna give this one a straight up five it was so <laughs> lit from beginning to end i would even i would oh, even I... happily see a one-on-one feud match between buddy matthews and penta because they had some good spots mm. as well throughout that whole match it just it was yeah. from beginning to end it was great all of them worked well with each other not just you know individually so even though Pac and Malachi Black have such great chemistry together, I was also enjoying seeing Pac fighting the other two as well, you know, and it was the same for all of them. I was happy watching all of them, so I'm going to give it a straight up five. Everyone's going to love me and hate you guys. I want to quickly re-add in as well. Um, We already knew that Buddy Murphy from WWE had a good body, but seriously, he looked like the best shape ever. When he arrived, he came um, in jacked up. He's jacked and yes. ripped, shall we say? Yeah, he, he's got muscles Definitely. in places I haven't got places. Like that's how great he looks. <laughs> yeah, and he's fast as hell though. Like oh. he moves like, like how can you be that muscular but also that agile? Like yeah, it's, it's, just it's crazy. The think about the talent. Pop. You know, I don't like saying WWE dropped the ball, but look at the talent that WWE had. Oh, you know, no, no, Alistair they Black and Pack and Matthew's like, <laughs> if fuck you actually me. want to talk about WWE, uh, you know, dropping the ball, let's let's get into Revolution because I'll tell you straight about them dropping the ball. 
<laughs> Great segue. That is nice. Well, awesome. What we do, poll-wise, House of Black got 82% predictions. We all went up. I hope that catches on, Hob, because it's easy to say. Uh, Monty James on two, Jaxi Gene Ultimate One on three. And like you said, we're oh, going to get into yeah. it now. Main show time. It is March 6th. And uh, the highly anticipated grab match between Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston opened the main card of Revolution just after <laughs> JR introduced the pay per view and asked Tony, Where the hell are we? Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I know we've got... That was absolutely... <laughs> well, i say we, we've had, you know, stop the damn match, but that might be one of my favourite JR calls of all time. <laughs> Tony, where the hell are we? Where the hell are we? <laughs> oh, well. Um, and I'm glad we have annoying DraftKing adverts to fast forward, just like we do on WWE now. And I'm sure... I'm sure. Am I going crazy? Were the big logos on the canvas during the buy-in? Yeah, they were. Oh, right. I didn't think they were. And I was like, what? Why did I only take... Why did it take me four <laughs> matches? I'm not going to answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, they definitely were on there. I thought it was a little bit distracting, but I kind of forgot about it after, like, the fifth match. Maybe I saw it in the first, but got it, and then saw it again on the fourth. And just, <laughs> you know... Anyway, on to the match. And this was a strong back and forth contest, of course. A, new, a nice suplex by Jericho to Eddie off the apron. Eddie landed on his neck after a German suplex mm-hmm. as well in a scary spot. Uh, spending back fist, but Eddie got a great near fall. And the demo got appeared to have hurt his opponent with a cold breaker. But Kingston fought back and actually claimed the victory by forcing Jericho to tap up. And then after the match, uh, he... Vowed to show respect to Jericho, but refused to shake <laughs> Kingston's hand. Abused Kingston was left to celebrate the ring as Jericho. The arena, what are your thoughts on that, Gina? I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of shocked that he didn't because he actually said, Jericho actually said, if you win, like, I'll shake your hand. So I definitely think we're getting, obviously, heel, heel Jericho back, which I think is best because at this point in time, I think that's the next step for him is going back to heel. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a good match and I'm happy because I, I wanted Eddie to win um, and I feel like he needed to get this win as well. I thought the match was great too. I think they both worked well with each other and Jericho's still, you know, doing his line so and everything. So for me, it was it was fun to watch because they had built it up well and the story was there. So you kind of felt a little bit invested in seeing, oh, is Eddie finally going to get it? Because... Jericho keeps winding him up saying he can never hit the big the big mark, you know. So I was glad to see that he he won. I was a little bit annoyed, but more as an Eddie fan, I was annoyed that he didn't shake his hand because I was like, come on, Jericho, don't be bitter, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to be honest, I also think that it, it, it keeps the story going. You know, it keeps if, if they need to keep it going for a little bit longer, I'm kind of happy with that. So, yeah, why not? But Jericho's just being a child right now, <laughs> and I'm all here for it. I really enjoyed Eddie getting his hand raised, and it was his first pay-per-view win, and even he looked confused. I thought, oh, that was brilliant. He couldn't <laughs> believe he had won. Um, and we spoke about... Yeah, he kept yeah. asking. He kept yeah. trying to clarify, I won? You sure? I won? And we talked about Buddy Matthews' body. We should say with Jericho's body, it's been questioned in the past. But after he had that health scare, he looks great. I can see why Eddie chooses a vest top 
That's all I'm going to say about that. Because, you know, be it whatever body, <laughs> be whatever body type Eddie is, he is well-loved. And there's no one quite like him. There seems to be a genuine affection, no. which you find once in a while with certain wrestlers. Yeah, I think, do you know what? I have to actually agree with you on that in terms yeah, of... I agree. Eddie, Eddie is the type of wrestler that kind of does what he wants without being told what to do, but he makes everything work. So, yeah, it's one of those ones where... More than likely, he probably should try and listen to his boss every now and again. But I'm not mad at it. No, no, without a doubt. And this was a fun match and a good opener. Monty, what are you going to say? Five. Yeah, I gave it a four and a quarter. I mean, like I said, I really like this match. I love how Kingston started it. It just felt like a fight, like the mm-hmm. whole match. And I thought that matched the build because Jericho was really disrespectful throughout the build. There was a lack of respect there. <laughs> So it shouldn't be like a proper wrestling match. It should be more of a fight. And this was that they dropped each other on their head relentlessly. <laughs> like both guys, <laughs> you know, yep. you know, did spots where they landed kind of funny almost. And, you know, I thought this was the best match Jericho had, uh, you know, has had to me in a long, in a while to me, the one, at least especially the most, the best match, or at least the match I've been the most interested in that he's had in a while. So, this was really, really good, and I thought that, like you said, Kingston looked tough, and at the same, and you know he he accomplished the goal. The thing is about the handshake is, if they shook hands, I say this is over. Since he didn't shake his hand, we may be seeing something, uh, you know, another blow off match down down the line. So I'm not really opposed to that. This was cool, four and a quarter. Jack C. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four and a quarter as well. Uh, this match for me went hard. It went really good. I kind of liked the fact that Jericho was flipping off the fans. It did make me think that he was, you know, he is looking to turn heel. Um, and this will be interesting just to kind of see the reaction from Santana and Ortiz. Um, I'm looking forward to sort of the fallout uh, come dynamite to see kind of where, where things are going to lead uh, for the inner circle, for Jericho, but also for Eddie Kingston, because who knows? We, I think we're getting some. Um, I like. I like to think that we we might be getting some trios tag belts soon. So you know, having a team up of Eddie, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz is not a bad deal and not a bad chat at all. Well, and Gina. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. Um, no, I'll say a four, four and a quarter. I quite enjoy. I enjoyed it. Um, I think it. You know, like I said, the story was told beforehand so we were all invested i love that eddie came out like a bull in a china shop um it always gets you riled up like that so i yeah i'll give it four and a quarter yeah four and a quarter across the boards because i'm going to score that as well uh poll wise kingston got 73 percent of the vote and he did finally win the big one predictions we all went eddie as well you know what that means it means monty and me on three i'm one gene and jacksey are on four as we had to our next match for the aw tag team titles it's Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks uh, was anybody else surprised this was on so early no because do you know how many tag or trios matches we had like all throughout the uh, throughout um if anything I just think that they they placed it well there because of the crowd we're just gonna always get lit from it I think that'd be fair to yeah, I agree. We do have a, quite a, a, a couple of trios matches. Part of me did question at the start of it, why didn't they do it the other way round in terms of the trios matches? So the Andrade trios match be first. 
rather than um, the Young Bucks one. But I think it worked out well in terms of, you know, why, why keeping the crowd all riled up for the, for the event. Um, I, I definitely agree they should have kept it like that. Well, we get on to the match. We see Luchasaurus tagged in and start taking out everyone on both opposing teams. Dragon avoided a dive from Luchasaurus, but it couldn't get out of the way of Jungle Boy. The two challenges teams started working together. We took out Luchasaurus at ringside, focused on Jungle Boy in the ring. Both teams stopped each other from winning, but it seemed to work together for a little bit. But once communication issues began to come up between the two elite tandems, Luchasaurus tagged in and started bulldozing over everyone. Nick Jackson hit a destroyer to stop the dinosaur in his tracks, but he popped up and choked on everyone a second later. All three teams came close to winning a few times. I mean, I can't do it justice, the amount of kind of near falls. At one point, Jungle Boy mm-hmm. hit a shooting star press to Kyle O'Reilly while he's being held by Luchasaurus. It was amazing. And the finish of Jurassic Express hit their finisher uh, to score the win and retain their titles. Uh, what did you think of this, Jaxie? It was... um. Right from the get-go, it was just, you know, go, go, go. Uh, there was so much that was happening. It was it was really, really great to watch. Um, Jungle Boy, I think he was the MVP of that match because he took so many bumps. He, he basically was the one that was just taking everything. And I get it because of obviously that then the hot tag to Luchasaurus just made it that much more impactful. But seriously... So Jungle Boy took some of these spots and I am literally questioning myself, how did you just kick out of that? You know, um, again, a really, really great match. It was really hard to kind of call this one in terms of thinking who, who would be the winner. Um, like you said, there were so many near falls that I, I genuinely started to worry uh, that we could be seeing like a new, uh, a new set of uh, champions. Yeah, I think it was the belt shot with the high low and I thought this is done. Like Red mm. Dragon have won this, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're thinking, "Fucking hell!" And that, and again with the Bucks, it seems every pay per view it's like Johnny Gargano with takeovers. They just take it mm. up another level. You even this match you think it's going to be good, and it just you can't take your eyes off it. You know, like can can the Bucks really have a bad match? Can they? Because <laughs> I don't think they can. You know, they have a formula, man. They have a formula. They are, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, Monty, is it as weird for you as it is for me to see Carl and Bobby on like AEW still? I'm thinking again. How, how did this happen? Like, how are we get? I mean, a little bit, but not as much. Only reason why is because I again I was lucky enough to know Red Dragon before they ever came to uh, NXT. So when they all came and were rebranded as the Undisputed Era with Adam Cole. Uh, you know, I was excited for that because I was familiar with them for uh, and for their work with Ring of Honor, so I knew it would be nice. But yeah, I can definitely see that sometimes uh, it's, it can be you know surprising. But at, at this point, I'm not not really that shocked by it. Uh, but this match, like you said, just so well done. I what I like the most is that the story was perfectly executed because it started off. The reason why Young Boy took all of those bumps is because it started off like a handicap match, like pretty much. Well, well, basically they was fighting both of them while they while the Bucks and Red Dragon were working together, uh, you know, off and on. But like I told you guys, as the match went on, as it as it ended up being, which team would come out the winner, Red Dragon and the Bucks, but heads. Uh, and here we go with you know the champs retaining, but. Yeah, like you said, they kept trying to just one up each other, you know, and with with the spots, you know, it was just crazy. Yeah, they fun. were just so I get, you know, each other. 
they were pulling each other off, weren't they, at one point, being like, you're supposed to tag us, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly, exactly. And then towards the end there, when you when you think about the scenarios and how the Bucks had it won, but Red Dragon got in the way, and, like, Red Dragon can make the case that they had it won, and, you know, and things didn't go that way because of the Bucks. So it just all played play perfectly towards that eventual Red Dragon and Bucks face-off that we all probably can see is not far down the line, and it's going to be great because – we know what to expect from both of these teams. So uh, I don't know when it's coming, but whenever it's coming, I'm, I'm I'm definitely all for it. So, yeah, man, this is good. I gave it four and a half. Right. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you. Then. Like you said, everything you actually just said, straight up tag match team <laughs> too. Even with Adam Cole chucked in with Kenny Omega and right. half as well. Yeah. Really, really good agree. stuff. I feel like I'm going to go with four and a half as well, James. <laughs> and Gina I'm going to give it a five because I want to be different <laughs> there's Plus, a fine line say, am, there's a fine line no, between genius and insanity with Red Dragon like even ask Jaxie all she heard in my ear was I can't stop watching Red Dragon I love them so much I love them I just she think they on, work so well you kept on wanting them to win, and I was like, but you didn't vote for them to win. So why do you want them to win? <laughs> <laughs> Every time they By were the getting coming, I was like, no, kick out. <laughs> Based on your ratings, this is already the greatest night in wrestling ever. <laughs> <laughs> like four or five star matches already. <laughs> no, I literally I literally love those guys. Yeah. I think they all did so well together. The chemistry yeah. between all three groups was great. So yeah, five from me. You are like Meltzer in a Tokyo Dome, but uh, like I said, <laughs> with um, I'm easily pleased. Okay, there's a fat difference. She's, you like what you love, and when they deliver it well, you like it. So what's wrong with that? You know, I right. watch you right. know yeah. certain things. That's that's all it's all about. That's why it's uh, different opinions. Pretty as well. than Dave Meltzer. Um, so that helps, right? Poll wise, we asked who wins. Uh, Young Bucks got 13%, probably their lowest score in any kind of polls <laughs> we've done. Uh, Jurassic Express, 30.4%. Red Dragon were favourites for 56.5% as well. Uh, predictions, and I will say this, uh, just in case Holmer One is listening, because he got it wrong on Twitter, because he was saying his score was going well at certain points. But uh, with... Red, he did go Red Dragon. I can confirm. I actually listened back to it. Everyone Ooh. else, everyone else, went yes. Jurassic Express. All right. I have That's listened true. to it. It is fact. Because <laughs> 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 the emails would be like. No, I remember. <laughs> I remember he said Red Dragon as well because I remember thinking. Oh, we tied to say that they weren't going to ret- retain. So he definitely said Red Dragon. <laughs> Sorry, well. Ultimate One. That means, yes, that means Ultimate (laughs) One, Monty, and myself now on striking distance. A point behind Gina (laughs) and Jaxie on five. And if this wasn't fun enough, doing three hours of free and watching a five hour pay per view, we can do it all again (laughs) May 29th for double or nothing. I mean, again, there is still a level of excitement for AEW pay per views because. You don't get as many as obviously WWE. So that's right. if everybody's up for it, we'll do exactly the same again. I think for Double or Nothing. Oh yes, you know I'm in. Yeah, I can't wait to see what what's different between like what's different. Like you know how it is. Like wrestling changed very very fast. So like what's going to be different in the next okay. few weeks to get one for that build? I can't wait. 
<laughs> well, we move on. Who will be the face of the revolution, the ladder match? And again, there are too many people involved in this to cover kind of everything <laughs> they did. So I'm going to try and highlight the big stuff. If I forget anything, please let me on. Uh, please let me know. Because Orange Cassidy almost won right away when he jumped onto the backs of a few other competitors, but was unable to reach the golden <laughs> circle hanging of the ring. I think the visual of Cassidy trying to kick uh, Keithley <laughs> Wardlow about out Hobbs is still... You've, like I said... Uh, this is what's only Eugene. Even some people love Orange Cassidy. Some people hate the stuff he does. And I was I was laughing my ass off at this point. Uh, Christian right. Cage took out Powerhouse Hobbs uh, with reverse DT off the ladder. Keith Lee used Cassidy's body as a weapon, you know, as you do, to take <laughs> everyone else out for he tried to climb the ladder. Uh, every competitor close to grabbing the ring during a short sequence in the middle of the match. Hobbs hit Cassidy with a suplex from a ladder, leaning in the corner with uh, Keith Lee balancing. Ricky Stark shot himself through a ladder to take Cage out with his spear. All six men ended up sharing two ladders but came down to Hobbs and Waldo fighting on top to the end uh, and then we see the three powerhouses came face to face. Lee picked up Cassidy and threw him out of the ring and nearly c- clearing uh, Christian and Stark. Wardlow knocked Lee and Hobbs off the stage at a couple of tables while Christian attempted to win the match. And of course, Danhausen came in and cursed Starks for ripping him off the ladder. Wardlow jumped up onto the ladders, a la Brock Lesnar. Hello, Brock Lesnar. And powerbomb Starks onto, uh, <laughs> before grabbing a brass ring to claim victory. Now, wow, Wardlow did look awesome. But Starks, Gina, yeah. I was worried for you. I thought he's been decapitated. It has to be the one Gina likes that gets decapitated live on pay-per-view. <laughs> Honestly, with that neck it, injury that he had as well, Jax, she was had, in panic, I, I was almost in tears she, watching this. It was like watching panic, my man get killed in front of me. I just, oh, yeah. I, I could she not was, sit still. You went into full panic mode and I had to do a lot of, uh, you know, He's okay. He's going to be all right, as if we actually know him. <laughs> Even I went, Jesus. Like, there's a kind of reaction of... It was fucking unbelievable. Um, Monty, what did you think it of was. this really enjoyable ladder match? Like you said, it was just full of awesome moments throughout. Like, that's what ladder matches are all about, especially the best ones when you have multiple people in it. They, they just create awesome moments. And you, like you said, Orange Cassidy has some very creative spots. I love, like, the, the Keith Lee Finn Balor, like, NXT callback where he kind of pops up into the shot behind. Yes, yeah, I yeah. forgot. I think it was Christian in this oh, case. Awesome. But, yeah. when that, happened, that was brilliant. I had to actually like, rewind that part. I was, like, fangirling. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah, it was. It was I loved it, man. And, uh, yeah, this, like I said, it just had great spots. And it didn't over-rely on super crazy, like, high spots either. Like, it had it had those set pieces. But I thought they were all set up creative, like you know what I mean, and uh, and I thought it was memorable. And I, like oh, again, Monty, that's what ladder matches are all about. Monty, I have to actually say this, right? Was mm-hmm. it just me that was actually shouting at the TV? For God's sake, Orange Cassidy, let the powerhouses fight! <laughs> Why every time they all three of them were in the ring, Orange Cassidy was it's right true. there. 
And that's exactly why he kept getting tossed. <laughs> like a sack of potatoes. He thinks he's a heavyweight. He's the crack holy of his day. He's just, he Bro, no, the one where he cleared everyone, I oh thought it was over. I was like, we won't see him again. <laughs> but I even I even enjoyed the kind of weird Wardlow Hobbs team up. And then breaking yeah. the ladder together and all yeah. that kind of jazz, like it's just really fun. I'll tell you what, yeah. James. You know when um, you know when Wardlow came out of nowhere and just like full pulse, that like pushed uh, Keith Lee, Keith Lee off the stage, off the stage, and like you saw them both just in a crumpled mess, and the ref is checking on them, and instantly I was like, Gina, I'm getting flashbacks to me and you. Like waking up, hung over the next morning, fight, and our mother finding us passed out in the living room because we didn't make it upstairs and we just passed out on the floor on top of each other. And she's, and that was all I had in my head. I had to actually take a picture of them and then caption it on Twitter like that because I was like major flashbacks. I so think... That is definitely it. I remember calling mum as well saying, get me a drink. And she's like, you're yep. right next to the kitchen, G. That's literally the flashbacks I had just from that yeah. moment. I think at that point when I was watching the match, I was like, get me a drink. But only because I went Keith Lee and I thought he's not getting up from that. There ain't no, no Oh, way. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's the spot I when I knew. I was like, That's when I knew it was going down. <laughs> I, I this is the one. I, I mentioned this earlier. This is the one. When Warlow won this, I was like, yep, there goes my prediction chances right there. Because I, I should have went with it. He had the storyline yeah. going into it. I'm like, you idiot. Yeah. You idiot. Why <laughs> didn't we choose him, Monty? Why did exactly. you, oh. you should have listened to me. Because we're better. Oh. That's what men do. You deserve men it. don't listen. Like, right, we're idiots. <laughs> exactly. We're just idiots. I don't, we, think, we, we try to outsmart ourselves sometimes. And there you go. You know, yep. but anyway, exactly. four, I gave it four and a quarter. This was good, though. This was really, really cool. Like, all the spots, sick. So I, I have no problem with it because in the end, it all made a lot of sense. So it was great. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're about that. I think this is the thing uh, about, like, most shone in this. award I looked incredible. And, of course, people will say some of it didn't make sense. But it's a ladder match in professional wrestling. It shouldn't make sense anyway. Uh, and what's <laughs> exactly. News? There was news Orange Cassidy as well suffering a shoulder injury. Probably when, like you said, he was thrown clear <laughs> of the... I shouldn't laugh. Yeah. This is shame. But again, it, it was an incredible spot. So we say out of five, Bont, you gave it a four and a quarter. Uh, Gina, what would you score that? Okay, I'm going to give it a five, but that's because my, my man is in this match, so he's always going to get top marks. <laughs> but can, <laughs> can I also ask a request? Oh, yeah. can, somebody, can somebody please get me that stroke daddy shirt that he came out in, please? Thank you. Because <laughs> he looks so good in red. But I will give it a five. I enjoyed it. I was on the edge of my seat watching it the entire time. Guys, I, I'm happy with a large size in that shirt. If you're going to get it for me, that's great. I would prefer the large. I can pretend it's his. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to clip the episode to just have Gina being like five. Ooh, Ricky Stark, five, five. <laughs> five. Five. Get me straight, Daddy. He looks great, Big Daddy. <laughs> Sexy <Five>. Daddy. <laughs> oh dear, we do have fun. Jaxie, what would you say? I don't know if I. I don't know if I'd actually give it a five. I'll I'll give it a four and a half. That is fair enough. I'm going to give it a four and a quarter. 
Uh, I really, really enjoyed it actually looking back, but I'm going to stick with what I scored at the time. And we asked everybody, uh, Starks, Hobbs and Christian got combined. I, put in, um, I, I wasn't really um, happy with that Dan Housen guy coming out and getting involved. I know he didn't do much, but I just don't um, get, I don't get his character. He's very nice, very man. evil. That's what. <laughs> I just don't get him. I don't get his character and how we're meant to look at him. I really don't. I just don't get it. Yeah, some people <laughs> upset me put curses on them. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And clearly, whenever someone hurts Orange Cassidy, he gets upset by it. So don't hurt Orange yes. Cassidy. And then you won't get That's what I need explained. I need their relationship explained. Yeah. I think, well, yeah. They should have a battered every time Dan Housen comes out. They should have a gritty black and white video like Sting and Darby do explaining their relationship. Right. Just completely outside yeah. the box, like in a children's home, what happened when they both turned <laughs> into these characters. I don't really want to watch that. Uh, well, uh, yeah, on to polls anyway. Uh, we are Sarks, Hobbs and Christians was 6.7%. Uh, Orange Cassidy was 10%, Keith Lee was 40%, but Wardlow 43.3%. And like we alluded to earlier, uh, predictions, uh, Monty, Albert One and myself went for Keith Lee. Uh, so we're on four points. Gina and Jaxi take a two-point lead together at this moment in time. Both went Wardlow. Um and then Tony uh, show, Shivani showed up on stage and the surprise was somewhat ruined by a massive swerve written on a contract and him pointing yeah. it at the fucking camera. <laughs> I am so grateful I looked away from the screen so I missed that so I didn't see it. I ruined it for you I was shouting at you like, why would you show us this? <laughs> It was just, what, what the fuck are you doing, Tony? I know JR's going, where the hell are we? But come on. <laughs> I know. It really upset me that we literally were just about to get, like, you know, told he's here. But you ruined it with, like, literally that close-up shot. Like, what? Unbelievable. Well, they did introduce a realist Shane Swerve Strickland. As far as he can go on about the great match he's going to have, the championship's going to win. But he has one question for the people. People want to know whose house? Swerve's house. Uh, and Monty, you can attest to this. I said on NXT that this guy's a star. And I think he's going to be a huge star yeah. in AEW. Sank in the eyes. I can't take my eyes off him. Yeah, I mean, he got star written all over him, man. You know, easily. And uh, we and then we all know and also what we're familiar with, what he can do in the ring with anybody. So that's going to be another thing that's going to fit him really well with this roster because, you know, that's that's the type of roster they're building over here. A lot of people who can work with uh, many different styles. And, you know, so I think he'll be fine. And uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that he's here and able now to show everyone that what we all knew, like you said, that he was just a star. All he, all he needed to do, all he, all he needed was time, or at least just someone to believe in him creatively. And we know what he can wanna, do, and I think he'll have a shot here to do it. I want to add as well, Monty, that um, can we just actually put a shout out to the fans that were already shouting whose house Swerve's house before Swerve <laughs> said it? I loved that because it just goes to show you the excitement that was coming from the fans. You know, um, there, yeah. there's one thing, if, if there's a small slither of Tony or anyone from creative 
that are watching this, can I please just put my two cents in and can you please just listen to me when I say, please give Swerve the, his original NXT entrance music because it was by far my favourite and his whole entrance to it as well. <laughs> just it screamed Swerve. Please give us that because I loved that beat. That beat went hard. <laughs> They were also in Orlando too, by the way. So that's a nice, a nice place to do it. So like the fans who are, if it wasn't NXT original or like NXT fans in the crowd, is them they got to see them, you know, in this arena. So that was cool too. Yeah, but to be fair, I mean, some fans probably watched NXT, you know, three four years ago, heard about a rebrand, and think it's AEW. <laughs> so, so like I said. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. It's if you mention incredible. certain names, if you haven't been watching the last few years, you're like, hold on, what got Adam Cole go? Adam Cole. Damn they got hit row, they got fucking everybody. Everyone. <laughs> but anyway, hit row would be just as good as well, you know, and then Vince would be sat there like, shit. Why didn't we do anything with them? How did they, you know, hit row, hit row. I've said this on NXT when they moved up Boston. I don't know how you but again, I'm not going to focus on that. Focus on AEW. We move on to the TBS <laughs> Championship. Jade Cargill with Smart Mark Sterling versus Tay Conte. And Anna Jay and Minus One appear on the stage to wish Tay luck. Uh, should have pounded her a sledgehammer, maybe. But Conte has some <laughs> wall paint on her face. Looked fire up. She walked to the ring. Uh, Jade was played out by Kingfish. Good. Mm-hmm. Cargill gave Conte a kiss to mess her right as the bell rang, but Conte narrowly avoided a finisher. Cargill managed to maintain control. She mocked the judo practitioner, so Conte took her down with an arm drag, hit some well-placed kicks in the corner. Conte took out Mark Sterling with a senton for the top rope. So Cargill hit Anna Jay with a pump kick that floored her in an instant. Anna Jay hit Cargill with a chair while the ref wasn't looking, but it wasn't enough to keep the champ down. Conte hit the DDT for a close two count, but then Cargo hit a frog splash. Yes, a frog splash on the top rope for a mm-hmm. full Chicot Conte coming up mm-hmm. and hit Jaded to retain her championships. Uh, what were your thoughts on this, Gina? I absolutely enjoyed this match. Absolutely loved Jade's um, gear, her ring gear, and her entrance. Her entrance was lit with that live music, you know, and Mm. I like her. I love the beat of her of her song as, as well when it comes out anyway. So to hear that being played live, it was so awesome. I'm a massive Mortal Kombat fan. So seeing her come out yeah. dressed as Jade, it literally just had my, Perfect. you know, little gamer side screaming inside. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I definitely enjoyed the match. Well, I don't objectify, you know, anybody. But if Jay Cargo wants to objectify me, I've got no problems. Like, she's just... I, I want to get jaded. She's a god. Like, you know what I mean? This is, yes. I'm a mere mortal. And this is what this mm-hmm. is what's living. And... Exactly. No, I definitely would like to get jaded. Um, I didn't think that Ty was going to win it because I don't think that Ty should be the one to take away from Jade's winning streak. I think they need to keep her streak going. They're, they're just building her and booking her so great. But I also think that Ty gave her a really good match because Jade is a very dominant wrestler with all the people that she's gone against so far. Even her match with Anna Jay was quite, she dominated that quite a lot. So to see Ty, you know, really give Jade a good run for her money was really fun to see. And But she still brought it back because, you know, no one can kind of put Jade down at this point. 
No, without that, she she's main event talent. She's untouchable, and like I said, there's going to be a bigger talent. Uh, or, or, you know, bigger star, so to speak, to stop Jade. Uh, this was an okay match. I felt it was kind of wedged in. And maybe the crowd, like I said, the crowd were excellent for a few matches. But I think for a few of them, maybe a little bit quiet. But again, you need to recover uh, as well. Yeah. Um, I maybe had, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I, I, even I probably had my eye off it a little bit just because I knew the result wasn't going to change, if you know True. what I mean. Like, uh, but yeah. I, still, I still thought it was a good guess, match. Um, you know, I'd like to put in my little two cents, which, um, you know, I, I don't know why, but a slight certain amount of jealousy came over me when I saw that kiss between Jade and Ty. Um, <laughs> I didn't actually even realise that I could get jealous over something like that. So um, if I ever met I Jade, got a bit jealous too. Any, yeah, if there was any confrontation between me and Jade and, and she wanted to end it with a kiss like that, I'm all here for it. So I just wanted to put that in just in case he listens. We we are literally creating fan fiction. The Jade Kiss booth. There are people. There are there are men listening at home to this and drawing pictures as as we. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if I didn't have a slight girl crush on Jade already, just because of how amazing she she looked and, and how she Jade, came, right. you know, uh, my my crush went a bit went into overdrive when I saw that kiss. So uh, I know Sammy was probably having you know a uh, little uh, kittens oh, in the back he's there. That's why he's got the two yeah. belts. <laughs> why? <laughs> Watching it on rewind at home. Yeah, <laughs> this is my favorite spot in this match. <laughs> yeah. No, that's terrible. Uh, this yeah, is great. Um, kudos again to yeah. uh, Frog Splash. I think that is the first Frog Splash we've actually seen from her, and yeah. she delivered perfectly. It looks yeah. great. Um, and it looks great in her green suit as well. You could give me, you know, sort of Mortal Kombat Jade the whole time. If this is why she dyed her hair her hair green for this whole persona, I really don't mind. I'm not mad at it. I love both the white white hair and the and the green hair she's given us. Just right now, she's supposed to be the biggest heel, and yet she could do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> no, she, she was she... dressed as a ninja saying, fuck that karate shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? She literally was like, I'll I love it. <laughs> She was like, I'll beat that karate shit. You know? That's hilarious, man. Right, so we've got to score it out of five. So I'm going to give that a uh, four. No, I'm not going to give it a four. What am I talking about? I'm going to give it a three and a quarter. Uh, again, it was. I thought it was all right uh, in, in places. Uh, Jaxie, what would you score it out of five? Um, I'm going to give it a four and a quarter. And the quarter is specifically just for Jade's outfit. <laughs> Uh, Monty? Yeah, I gave it three and a half. Like I said, the match itself was not bad at all to me. It was cool. I wondered, was it like actually pay-per-view worthy? But other than that, it wasn't bad. Like It was really, it was, you know, cool. And I, I didn't mind it at all. So, three and a half. And Gina? Um, I'll give it, I'll give it a four. Um, it's, it's mainly a four because Jade, that's the main reason. <laughs> She's just badass, but um, I'll give it a four for sure. I I I do think that maybe we need to start building up some more um, female wrestlers to be on Jade's level because I do think that she needs more variety. Because again, I I as much as we all love Ty, I don't think anybody was kind of assuming she was going to win it in this match. Mm-hmm. I just think that they need to build up some more people so that we actually can see a match that Jade is in and be like, oh, could Jade be in trouble right now? So, 
yeah, four I think is fair enough for that. No, I completely agree with that as well. Uh, poll-wise, Jade with 77% of the vote. So there's still people that thought Tay or maybe Sammy Carrera was voting. Uh, predictions, we all <laughs> went Cargill. So it means the boys have five. The girls have seven. Uh, seven. As we headed. Yeah, at this moment in time, Jeannie, you are seven out of seven. That is unbelievable stuff. Oh, fire. That is, this is my first one, guys so far this is my first straight flush right now so i'm just gonna revel in it and bask in it as much as i can <laughs> unfortunately is cm punk versus mjf next <laughs> so <laughs> for some i will say and um we thought yeah. <laughs> god damn it anyway we why <laughs> oh my god, I fanboyed in this in this match as well because we thought CM Punk was coming out with his music hit, but it turned out MJF instead. And when it was time for Punk's entrance, he had an Abbott Smoke show on a stage while his old Ring of Honor song played. But it really got me actually because I remember watching him for the first time with bleach blonde hair and a brutal train uh, chain yep. match against Raven. Uh, anybody wants to treat. You can go check that out or go and watch any match with Chris Hero, especially the TLC match that they had. They used to have 90-minute classics uh, back in the day. So, like I said, it kind of uh, it was really weird because the punk, like I said, I've been a fan for a very long time to see that. And, of course, with the dog collar match as well, we know how dangerous that can be uh, as we see the referee putting around their necks. Of course, a little bit of stretch on it. Um we see the old tug of war between the two. We begin with Punk whipping MJF with the chain. MJF got on his knees and tried to apologise, but Punk wasn't buying it. Kicked in the face and stomped on his fingers. Salt of the earth trapped Punk's head for a kick of the corner, followed with a power bomb. He whipped the straight edge superstar with a train. He could always see welts getting formed for the impact. MJF used the chain to bust Punk wide open and then grabbed the mic and talked to him as he stomped on his face. And it's really weird as MJF was doing this. Because you're thinking, Punk, that is a really deep blade job. And, and MJF is obnoxious as well. But I was thinking, I can't think of many times, apart from maybe The Rock, that someone's grabbed a match in the middle of such a big match uh, and kind of made it work as well in a weird way. But we see Punk regaining control, call for the GTS. MJF blocked it, blocked an assault on the earth. Uh, the second city state and I rolled him over to escape and put him in the Anaconda Vice. We see Punk wrapping a chain around his knee and hit MJF with a shining wizard. He beat on MJF some more and threw him into the still steps. Of course, the pace slowed. They started getting every move count. They sold their blood loss and injuries. And then MJF grabbed a bag of thumbtacks from under the ring, dumped them on the mat. Of course, both men got to trade blows. Who's going to fall in it? And it ended with MJF suplexing Punk onto them. And then finally, down the stretch, MJF called for Wardlow as he slowly made his way to the ring. Supposed to hand the hill his dynamite diamond ring. But like he couldn't find it. Punk hit the GTS and MJF fell on the tax and then did jazz hands as he went down on him. But uh, Wardlow pulled, put the ring uh, out of his pocket. It wasn't actually in the right pocket. It was in the left all along and left it on the apron in front of Punk. The reaction from the crowd there was just wonderful Milton. as well. Uh, as then yeah. Punk put the ring on and leveled MJF to get the victory. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? Start with Jaxie. Are you going with me on this one? Yes, you start. You start us off with your thoughts. I mean, you're not going to go any wrong. We all wanted to see this rematch between the two. Um, 
I, I don't know about everyone else, but I kind of called it, did I not, in the last, I say? Is no that right? No a show off. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, James, in case I'm making this up, I'm asking you, didn't, didn't I say that word there was, was kind of like going to get involved, but not for MJF's life? Yeah, sure that was word for word. The, the word for word, basically, yeah. the idea was we was talking about Wardlow having that turn. Mm. And even, and I okay. went back and listened back because I was pretty sure, Jackson, being predictions that you went mm. for MJF. And then no, you went, and then you switched and you went, no, I'm going to go punk actually. And I thought, you motherfucker. But anyway, it's, it's not. About... <laughs> no, do you know what? I have to be a bit smug about that because I. I think even when watching Revolution I, I, and the ladder match, I as soon as I saw Wardlow win, I was like, my prediction is going to come right that he is actually going to turn up in the CM Punk match, but not for MJF. So it, this match went hard. You saw the, you know, the, the welts on um, on the backs of MJF and even CM Punk from those chains. So this was definitely one that went hard. You know, there were certain points as well for me that I, it, it was hard to watch because of the amount of blood that was flowing. <laughs> yes. like it was just like spotting everywhere you know and it was really hard to watch that to be honest but um i th- i think that mjf got his just desserts uh i genuinely was disgusted when i saw him spit at punk i cannot stand spitting it's just oh so seeing seeing him spit at punk i was like if you don't punch him in the face with that ring right now and get the one two three punk i'm gonna come down there and spit in your face too so uh, I-, I was really glad with the outcome <laughs> But for me, this was like the old, old, you know, this is the punk uh, from Ring of Honor doing it. But it's still a bloody ring, you know, like, again, how much impact of this ring? But again, the story of it being told. But as you said, Jackson, I think with punk. Yeah, without a doubt, like I said, been using them. But I think with punks, the, 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 the Crimson Mask, I thought he went too hard too early. And I thought, how the hell... Is he going to last throughout the match? So credit to that. I'm sure right. at one point MJF put him to sleep and tried to put pressure on her. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you, you might be right there. You never know because he did manage to put him to sleep twice in one match. So, <laughs> but again, I mean, this, I thought this was a really, really good match. Um, so we go out yeah. of five. Monty, what would you score out of five? I gave it four and a quarter. You know, I'm not really a big fan of the collar or like the strap matches in general, mostly for the most part. But I thought this really was good because it matched the story, like the intensity of the story that they were already telling through promo and all that. And uh, it, it just felt like a big deal, you know? And uh, I, like I said, I, 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 like you said, this is really graphic. It really was brutal, but again, it all matched. And I thought when Wardlow got involved, it was just perfectly done. You know, it, it kind of t- put this match over the top for me, in my opinion, but uh, I did think it went a little long at times. And like you said, maybe it was because of the blood loss. By the way, he had lost a lot of blood in the other segment, like a few days before yeah. that. So it just Punk really was short, giving you guys everything he had, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But, uh, yeah, uh, I love how this few set up uh, MJ, MJF Wardlow, you know, uh, set that up perfectly. You know what I mean? Like This was like a perfect little segue into the problem that Wardlow and MJF uh, will have going forward. So, this is this was great. I, I gave it four and a quarter, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not making excuses, but I think for me, I thought Wardlow might 
you know, turn on Jeff in this match? And did he need this moment as well as the face of revolution ladder match? But I, I just think now that's going to be used. Yeah. That opportunity will be used as a story for MJF to screw him over. You know, and then the story will, will build maybe exactly. from there. Um, but again, right. I mean, Gina, what would you score out of five? I mean, I'll give it a four and a half as well. Um, I definitely think that they both went hard. It was such a fun match to watch. But just like Monty said, I, I literally said to Jaxi, didn't Punk like lose so much blood a couple of days ago? And then the way it was just flowing out, it's like he reopens that wound and it just decides to fall out again. So he definitely was probably like wrestling with half of, half of the blood in his body. But um, yeah, it was it was still a really good, fun match, and the storytelling was great. I actually had a feeling that even though Wardlow came out and went to pass in the ring, I thought like Punk was going to do some sort of you know, no, I'm the face, I can't you know use this to win, I have to win just by myself. But he still did it, so fair play, and I really enjoyed it. When the thumbtacks were brought out, I have oh. to admit I was watching behind a, a pillow. I just there's something about thumbtacks, you know, that feeling of stepping on a Lego with no shoes on it's like that i just i can the cringeness of it so the thumbtacks just had yeah. me cringing <laughs> but it was still a great match so i'll give it a four and a half the thing about thumbtacks i don't want to seem like a, a prude or anything like this, but special occasions and it's now i can think of maybe a handful of times AEW have used it you don't use it all the time though just for every hardcore match because then thumbtacks become the new you know garbage or trash can that they used to hit over the head so like i said it still has impact they should just bring out the lego bring out the lego <laughs> instead there you go same impact same pain seriously <laughs> it's a lego match <laughs> it's a lego. Just fall. oh my god he fell in all the lego uh you can just imagine it. um that would be great he went into the living castle the living castle's down <laughs> Get out of the damn match. Yeah, Stop it. Go. Yeah, sorry. I'm um, just, I had to give it a four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Yeah. Excellent for there. And uh, poll-wise, well, this was an interesting one. Uh, CM Punk got 69% of the vote. And predictions... Like, wait. Wait. <laughs> 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 predictions from this we all went CM Punk apart from Gina and that means that Jaxie <laughs> takes the outright lead at this moment in time 8 points oh, Gina yes. it's on 7 why did I choose MJF why <laughs> Why did you? Seriously. <laughs> I didn't want to say... You can't say anything whilst people do it. But I'm just like, read the room. <laughs> I mean... To be fair, though, James, to be fair, I wanted to be different from you all, okay? Oh. And just like I got shit for The Miz oh. for choosing The Miz, I got, I'm now going to get shit for choosing MJF. So it's something about those three letters that decide to screw me over. Yeah, beginning with M. <laughs> Anybody like yeah. That? Three letters, beginning with them, they screw me over. <laughs> Loud mouth, heels. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it's unbelievable, and I, I know Jaxie is gloating at this moment in time. I can feel it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
definitely. I'm reaping it whilst it lasts because it's not going to last long. We all know it. Well, we'll find out with what happens next because it's Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's Championship. Britt Baker had a brand new title belt around her waist. Should have known. Yeah, that belt. Why did it take two years to get that belt? No, they upgraded the belt like six months ago, didn't they? Make it. So they make wait, it wait, like wait, 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 yeah. one-eighth bigger every shit, summer. Yeah. Let's not talk shit. That Four seed on That belt stays the same size. They just put a little bit of extra bling on it to make it look good. Like, they didn't actually upgrade it. This is an upgrade. Just saying. Yes. Yeah, but the last time they did a belt upgrade was Sheeta, and she lost it. So that's yeah. why. <laughs> And that's why I, thought I was going to get this win. Well, I definitely knew. As soon as I saw Britt with the new belt, I was like, oh, I fucked yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's, like... that's exactly what happened to me. I was like, these son of a bitches, why? Why now? <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it funny that the whole point is to review a wrestling show, but instead, because of these predictions, it becomes so much more personal. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You take it personally, you're just like, why are you doing me dirty like that? Why are you doing me dirty? Oh, and but trust it's, me, it's, it's like this outcome it, affected my rating. But it's the equivalent. It, it's yeah. literally, it is the thing of it's not anybody else. I'm not annoyed by anybody else. It's why the fuck did you vote for? You? Why did you pick him, James? Like out of, you knew he was. So like, why did you go Chris Statlander? What you knew she weren't going to fucking win. It's just you have a go at yourself. <laughs> anything else, I find. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, like we said, we're going to move on and we have got the women's title match and they locked up and fought for a long time to gain control. Rolled around a few times without releasing the tie-up. Rosa managed to take Baker down the headlock to kickstart a sequence hold and count as we see Julian Chance broke out. They continue to go back and forth for the challenges start to gain some momentum for Baker dropped with a net break in the corner. Jamie Hayton and Rebel helped the champ get an unfair advantage by distracting the ref and attacking when his back was turned. Rose hit a German suplex out of nowhere to give herself a chance to recover. She got making a comeback as a crowd rallied behind her. She hit a suplex to pick Bella up, uh, Baker up for a fireman's carry net breaker. Rose prevented her opponent from putting him in a lockjaw, but she couldn't keep her down. Pin. She spiked the champ with a tombstone pile driver, but Rebel kept the ref from making the count. Baker hit a stomp on the title bell, but Rosa summer somehow managed to kick out. At this point, I'm thinking. Rosa might actually get this done yep. here. Um, as the challenger made a, a tap to a submission, but the referee was distracted. Uh, Rosa speared <sighs> Rebel off the apron, took Hayter down with a clothesline, and as she came back in, got caught with the stomp, and Britt Baker retained her championship. Uh, Monty, what do you think of the match, first and foremost? I thought this was actually... I thought they worked, worked really hard. Like I thought this was... Like, I didn't have a problem with the match. Like, uh, I love the way that, the, like I, we mentioned the belt, I love the way it looked. And, uh, you know, uh, I think it finally looks like it's on par with the world title. I should have known, uh, like you said, who was winning. I mentioned that. But, you know, this match, it, I just hated some things, man, because it's not even just about being wrong about who won. It's like, what's the point of this whole Mercedes thing if the numbers game is still going to come into a play here? You know what I mean? I, I just it, and then like she got caught. Right, for that to be the the main reason that she lost again is a numbers game. It's just like kind of 
you know, just that stuck in my crawl. You know, I didn't like that. But, you know, I give them credit because it was a big match to follow, in my opinion. And they didn't bo- – they weren't boring. I thought they worked really, really hard. But I had to take some points off. I gave it three and uh, three and three quarters because uh, I thought it was good, you know, like uh, as far as, like, the work they did. But the finish and, like, the way everything played out, I just I, – I wasn't uh, a fan of it. And I don't know if we're going to talk about it now, but they announced something later that made me hate this even worse. So – <laughs> but the thing is, is look how long it took, kind of. Uh, well, with Kenny Omega, how long it took Paige to kind of beat the numbers to get to that point. So maybe they're doing it with Brit. I think the couple of problems with this, they took too long for the feud to ignite after that awesome match of the year last year. Uh, the crowd was obviously tired after the chain match. There was a couple of missteps there as well. I mean, this should have been as hot as anything was. Again, maybe match yeah. placement. I'm glad they changed the canvas because I was wondering when Punk was, like I said, pissing out blood, whether they're going to change it or not, and they did. Uh, but I think we mm-hmm. want more. Even as fans and everything like that, we wanted more with this. Rosa will mm-hmm. always give 100%. And I think, like I said, the next time they meet up, there'll be a stipulation where Britt has to do it al- alone. And that'll probably be Rosa's time. Um, but, I mean, right. like I said, I don't think it was a bad match. Uh, but I just think there's a few things missing, so I'm going to give it three and a half. I don't know what you think about that, Jaxie. Yeah, I'm a- I'm actually going to give it three and a half as well. And I think that the disappointment for me lies in exactly what Monty was saying with, you know, what is the point you, you had sort of Mercedes Martinez come in and initially was the enemy of Thunder Rosa until she had then, you know, had had her back turned on by Brit and that, and she kind of became like a semi-ally. Uh, ally. Um and then, you know, we, we saw that she kind of had come out to make the save sort of on a few odd occasions. So it made no sense as to why she just didn't turn up to like kind of help out with the numbers game. Um, I, I also think it's just a little bit disheartening for me because I think that everyone knows that it should have been Thunder Rosa to take it. And it probably will be Thunder Rosa still that will take the belt off of Brit, but keeping it on Brit just a little bit longer for me just didn't really make sense. Like, if, even if we are going to eventually, like, redo this match and have it so that there's no uh, interaction or interference, sorry, coming from the others. Um, like, if they don't do that on, like, a big pay-per-view, then it's really just kind of not solidifying the importance of the belt. And I think, especially because of it was a new belt yesterday, it should have gone to a new champion. So I was I was slightly disappointed, and not from a fan point of view, but from a story build-up point of view. I don't necessarily think that we needed to have this match again. Uh, that being said, I'm not going to complain. The match itself was really good. When when the tomfoolery wasn't involved, the match itself was good. Thunder Rosa and Brett worked well together. Um, I'll always be a fan of watching their matches, but in terms of the, the right person win, won, I don't think that that was true. Uh, Gina, what are you thinking? Sorry, I was in the middle of burping. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm going to go with three and a half. Classy I'm going to go with three and a half. <laughs> always, oh, always. Can't hold what you haven't got in your hand. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to go three and a half. I'm, I'm disappointed Thunder Rosa didn't win. And part of me, I, I love Thunder Rosa. She's still really good. I, I don't think that this is going to affect her in any way. But in my eyes, I was even saying to Jaxie that how many more times is Thunder Rosa going to lose it to the point where you're like, well, what's the point on her going for the belt then? Because she keeps losing when it comes to the actual belt 
title matches. Um, so I'm going to give it a three and a half, but I do hope that at some point we do have Thunder Rosa as, as a champion because the, the fans love her so much. She gets the biggest pops when she comes out. This match could have been a little bit better as we both, we know they both have done better um, in their previous matches. So uh, I do think eventually she will become champ, but I'm going to give it a three and a half this time. Well, one to polls and Rosa got 62% of the vote predictions. Uh, well, Ulmer won and myself went for Baker. So we both move on to joining Gina. Of course, Monty is still on six. And Jaxie, our leader at this moment in time, gets her first wrong one of the night. She was eight for yeah. eight. You were eight for eight at that moment in time. She would win a WWE pay-per-view usually. So that's a great run. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Yes. Well, we move on. And up next is Brian Danielson versus John Moxie. And these are the type of matches I miss uh, commentating on because the story was great. Uh, Brian, one of the best technical wrestlers in the world, trying to out-wrestle Mox. But Mox's ground game is underrated, so Brian switched to strikes, which you would think would favour Mox, but Brian got the upper hand. And there's no doubt Brian's kicks are lethal. You see him keep up in the aggression as they continue to fight, but the referee made sure it was all legal. Danson climbed the top rope but missed diving headbutt. He hit a few running drop kicks in the corner for Moxie took her down with a pair of suplexes. Submission specialist locked him in a guillotine but of course the former AEW former World champ was able to pull out of it. And they brought it ringside until Moxie was busted open uh, and bleed. <laughs> I mean, we talked about the punk you know, <laughs> blade job earlier. The Moxie one was absolutely ridiculous as well. Even so much so, we weren't sure if Danielson had been busted open or not, and he found that he had as well. We see a flurry of elbows to the face. We'll put Moxley into a dragon sleeper. I thought it was all over for Mox at this point. When the dragon sleeper went in, I thought it was done. But Mox escaped and hit several elbow strikes. He locked in a bulldog choke. Danielson countered with a suplex. He drilled Mox for a running knee for a two count. Moxley refused to give up, though. And the triangle choke and rolled over to his rival uh, after Brian had the triangle choke in to get the pin and the win. Now, Will, I thought the uh, the kind of finish was just kind of, not, not out of nowhere, but it was a bit surprised because I was building and building more. Uh, and then this yeah. happened because they started fighting <laughs> after the bell and the ref called for help to break them up. And William Regal walked down and got between them. <laughs> He slapped both Is men. It just me that can't hear anything. And got them to shake hands. This was. It, it, it was that came out of nowhere, right? <laughs> I, I literally was like, who called dad? Who called dad to come out? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I will say, take a bow, Regal, you know? With the introduction mm. of him to this, just take my fucking money. Here's my bank card. Print what, you know, take out what you need. And and, I, and I'm there for it. Regal's eyes, that look we've not seen for a very long time. And Moxley and Danielson shaking yeah. hands was a fucking moment in itself on top of the match. Gina, what were your thoughts on this match? Um, Wait, can you repeat that? I'm sorry, my my internet cut out. <laughs> There's always something with you, we can, isn't there? Can uh, hear we're, you. <laughs> we can... <laughs> we're talking about 
obviously the Moxley Danielson match and what were your thoughts? Uh, uh, I, I thought it was a great match. I honestly just couldn't, I, I didn't know who was going to win it. I honestly didn't. I wanted um, Brian Danielson to win, but that was just because I had chosen him. So there wasn't exactly, um, <laughs> there wasn't a preference. I wasn't going to be mad at either one of them winning, to be honest. I thought it was really, really good to see them both in a match. Um, but I also couldn't understand how we were going to get them to be friends after this match because they were both going hard on each other. So I was thinking, well, how are they going to, whoever wins, how are they going to then be like, okay, well, fair enough. So it was nice to see that little surprise at the end. It really was. Um, and you can see, you can tell that that's why they're going to be able to get, get together and get on the same page because they're going to have someone whipping the leash. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. So. Well, that's that. And I mean, we, we talked about earlier the amount of NXT talent and now the general manager shows up and drops the fucking mic. You know, that that is <laughs> something else, you know. Uh, it's a wonderful moment. One, but the match itself, I mean, with Moxie, I've compared it to maybe like Stone Cold in the past, but I don't think it's right. It's more like Brian Pillman. There's this unhinged mentality to him that you're just not sure what he's going to do. And I don't know about you guys, but this is exactly what they said was going to happen. It is exactly what they delivered. It's exactly what we fucking wanted. It was just brilliant. The finish was abrupt. That's the only thing I could say I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. I think it came out of nowhere, the, the, the ending. But, I mean, in terms of, like, the wrestling content, we all knew that we weren't going to be disappointed seeing John Moxley versus Brian Danielson, you know? Uh, both of them are such hard workers anyway, so just watching them both in the ring just... It, it screams excitement in the first place. That being said, the minute William Regal came out and then got in their faces, didn't even care that they're spreading blood, I was just like, oh, shit. No. We are about to get some pretty decent, not only promos, but matches coming from like this this team-up of Mox and, and Danielson, but then you're, you're going to add the likes of Regal into this. It, it's, it's definitely got me excited. Well, it's a case of like, you know, even with Moxon, it's like, oh, the Shield is a group, you know, it always been a shadow. And I'm just like, Shield who? Like, it's really yeah. Danielson and Moxley. It's going to be fucking incredible. Yeah. You add like the younger talent to it. it, it, it it's just great. You know, and I, I, rather than a tag team, they could be a stable or whatever it is and just have complete control. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, out of five, I'm going to give this five out of five. I don't care. Um, I'm going to do a Gina. Uh, I'm going to go five out of five. Uh, Jaxie, what are you going to score this? Um, so, so I'm actually going to give it um, a four and four, uh, three quarters. So just a little bit off. But that's Mon- mainly because, um, you know, I'm a little bit sore because I voted for, uh, I think I voted for uh, Danielson to win from Hawks one. Well, we'll find out in just a second. Maybe that's why James is a little bit happier. Uh, Monty, what are you going to score it out of five? Yeah, I gave it four and a half. The night I watched it, uh, I I went back and watched it, and then I was like, okay, yeah, this that that match is, is great, awesome, perfect. And then mm-hmm. the moment after the match, the entire time, a hundred stars, like mm-hmm. max out whatever whatever chart you want. <laughs> You just give it all the like that was just take my money, like you yeah. said. I can't even <laughs> explain it any better than you guys, other than the <laughs> fact that I'm watching everything they do from now on. That's the only thing I can tell you about that. Matt Box is a madman, Danielson is the best wrestler in the world. 
move for move, in my opinion. Like I don't know, I don't know if anyone goes, anyone does it better, more consistently than him. And we are what they're gonna do together. The crowd's energy, you know, had died down, and they still was working so good that it didn't even matter. You know, <laughs> it was just. And then shout out to AEW by the way for booking a match like this. Usually, cards do not book matches two matches on the same card that's that bloody and brutal but they did it in a, a creative different way like you said no no you know no thumbtacks no needed no no you know no no collar needed to bust open anything you know this is they, they were bleeding but it was all from like wrestling so and then the, uh, the finish was abrupt but mostly out wrestled a person he never beat before so i thought that was that even was fine so it was cool man like 100 stars <laughs> <laughs> And Gina, what are you going to say? Yeah, I'm going to say four and three quarters. I definitely feel like William Regal coming out at the end was like my dad coming to split a fight up between me and Jaxie. Um <laughs> it, it just definitely resonated as well. I've always <laughs> loved William Regal, even from the Attitude Era and his stank face from back then. So I can imagine him bringing that stank face back with Mox and Danielson, <laughs> the excitement that we're going to have on all the different stories that we could potentially get. Um, I'm, I'm so excited for it. And the match itself was great. Just like Monty said, you know, they, there was two brutal matches on this card, but they did it creatively in two different ways. It wasn't the same match. And I was kind of worried it was going to be a similar match to the dog collar one, just minus the dog collar. So I just thought it was brilliant. And so yeah, four and three quarters. Yeah, this is the thing. And it shows the talent of the men. Like you said, Monty with, with Danielson, they called him the best one of the best technical wrestlers, I think. Like, just one of the best wrestlers. I think we've seen that overall. Yeah, just in general. Just in general, honestly. Like, he'll face whatever catch you want to do, he he can. You know, he's a cold-blooded killer at this moment in time. Uh, And like we talked about as well, when you said, Gene, it's just brutal. You know, that is the word. And it shows you what you can do when you, you know, tables or chairs or whatever else. It's just two men beating the live fuck out of each other, which, again, yeah. is just so good to see. Uh, see what they did. And that's exactly <laughs> what they said they were going to do as well. And they delivered on that. Uh, well, poll-wise, Moxley was 62% of the vote. And predictions? Well, <clears throat> me and Monty, we went Mox. So, uh, and unfortunately... Gina Jacks, the ultimate one. The smugness. The smugness <laughs> coming from you. I'm just going to slap it off you, Jake. Oh, smug bastard. This, this was a slow descent for me. This was a slow descent. It started with Brit and then it just kept getting worse. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was on a real hot streak and then this happened. Well, I got to say, I moved level with Jaxie on eight. And Monty moves level with Gina and the up one of seven. Gina, three in a row wrong. The wheels have fucking come off. I'm not, not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, James, you just keep going. I'm going to come find you. Seriously. <laughs> no, honestly, my, my, my losses just started adding up here. And I think I had forgotten which ones I had selected. So I, at this point, when I was watching the pay-per-view, I thought to myself, Am I am I negative now? Have I gotten into my negative? So yeah, it's just one day, one day I'm gonna get to play the smug bastard and I'm gonna roll in it. I really will. <laughs> All right, but when it comes, you know, like I said I've been the tortoise to Jesse's hair in this one. Like I said, I've just been quietly going about my business, and I couldn't believe it when I looked at the scores as well at that point in time. 
uh, as we move on to our penultimate match, which was um, Sting, Darby Allin and Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy, Cassidy and El Idillo. Um, I mean, seriously, Andrade, what is the point of wearing a suit and mask on when you just wear it for 10 seconds? <laughs> like, what, what, why? It just... Wait, then I swear, wait, Hold Gina, on. did we find Hold out on. that this is actually a character? That... Yes. Gina, did we find it? Yeah, he just dresses like up some as sort a character. character. Yeah. But I can't, it's all part of the ungovernable style. See, Tetsuya Naito in Japan... He wear a suit for his big matches too, uh, and make you wait for him to strip. So I don't necessarily know if that's if this is just something that you do when you're ungovernable because he is tied to the real uh, loss and Google and So I know I know I know that sounds like a lot of gibberish to you guys, but anyway, uh, this is a faction that Andrade used to be a part of before he was ever in WWE when he was La Sombra, Black Mask. So uh, the only thing he's missing now is the mask. He used to do this a lot. Basically, James, what I'm trying to say. So, basically, <laughs> he puts a suit on before he goes out to take it off the second he comes out. Yes. Oh, he's showing that you that he's God dripping. Damn it. Don't damn it, does that man look good like... in a suit? <laughs> does that man look good in a suit? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah I, I only look. see it for five seconds. I'd <laughs> have to I go back to the <laughs> They are impactful, those five seconds. The, the suit is still seen. It's still seen. Plus, it gives you the Chippendales effect for the ladies or, you know, for everyone who's interested, you know. <laughs> yeah, a little strip tease. A little slow strip tease. You for might you. be just taking a little bit from Valvinas, you know. <laughs> I mean, if anybody needed an entrance walk, it would be Andrade from the back, to, you know, from his dressing room to the arena, just so the suit would... Actually, have a little bit more of an <laughs> Get effect. Get some camera time. Yeah, exactly. Look at that suit. You know, man, you don't use but me I a lot. I do have to say, Andrade's music is brilliant as well, though. So he, he, I think he would benefit from having a bit of a better entrance because his music is so good. Mm. But yeah, he definitely needs either to come from backstage like he's a Goldberg so that he gets more time in the suit. <laughs> Or not. <laughs> well, the thing as well about AEW that I, I really do like is the fact that this should be a cool down match before the main event, and they've just gone, fuck it, let's just have some AEW tag. Let's just nope. go crazy. Right. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, like I said, the match was Tornado Rules. So no, everybody was legal. No one was legal. And again, trying to recap the biggest spots uh, with Darby and Jade, while Sammy is there, fought. Sting took out Matt Hardy and Jose before they started grabbing weapons from under the ring. And they put Jose in a trash can and held him in place. While Alan nailed him with a suicide dive. There is no one better with a suicide dive than Darby Allen. Guevara hit Cassidy with a perfect double springboard cut. We saw a pairing from both teams take turns fighting each other in and out of the ring with neither a clear advantage. The Butcher and the Blade came out to help beat up Sting while Mark Quinn showed up to aid Cassidy. So even in a numbers game, they still couldn't get it done. Guevara and Cassidy fought on top of the set. <laughs> <laughs> and then, incredibly, Sammy hit the Spanish fly through two tables yeah. on the way down. I mean, that Poor was Isaiah. 
Oh, that was crazy. But then Sting said, hold my beer, because he put Andrade <laughs> through four tables in one of the wildest bumps ever. I mean, 61-year-old Sting is the new new Jack. He does craziest shit every place. In a couple of years' time, we'll be watching Sting jumping off the top of the fucking arena to the car park. Like, it, yeah. it's crazy. Um Honestly, I was just so worried for his health. When I saw him get back up, I genuinely thought I was going to have a heart attack. I was like, I'm not even his wife or his daughter or his niece or his grandchild. I'm not even that. And I am sat there acting like my own, like, you know, grandfather just jumped off of this, like, almost in tears. And he just gets up and walks away like it was like nothing. Like, what? By the way, he had a flamethrower before this man. <laughs> like, yeah. He's not your average sixty-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it was just—it's crazy, you know. It was crazy. Um, what, what were your thoughts on his Jaxie? It's just, just, <laughs> I mean, bit, this, just this flying everywhere. Was, yeah, this match just had everyone going everywhere. That that moment was thing just absolutely baffled me and then to actually see him even get back in the ring and still be actually a functioning wrestler still i mean i'm telling you straight i'm uh, i'm in my 30s and i that 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 jumping that far down into tables would have broken me i'd have been carried out on a stretcher so i've got all of the respect in the world for thing this match was good it was it was a bit messy you didn't really know where to look at times but there were I think the main sort of premise of this match was that it's like, look at the spots that we're in, look at the spots that we've got. Um, uh, do I think that this match needed to actually be on this pay-per-view? No, I don't. I think it no. easily could have been on the buy-in. Um, it was a great match, but this could easily been a, um, it, it could have easily, uh, you know, put the time down a little bit. Um, <laughs> it just... In terms of, it didn't need to be on the match card. It was a great match, though. I'm not going... No, no, but it just worries me that, you know, they'll be like, should we cut the match out? Yeah, let's just have Sting come out and jump through a couple of tables himself. Like, people, people, <laughs> people want to see it. <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, out of five, yeah. like I said, maybe it wasn't the most technical match, but I think I'm going to give it a 3.95 uh, just because it was just really fun and stupid. And, and again, like, it's all about the... Um, Sammy Guevara, uh, Cassidy from the top onto that's a hard spot as well. Yeah, like uh, I said, poor Isaiah because he took the worst. Oh, yeah. it, like, oh my goodness, it was bad. Monty, we can score out of five. I gave it four stars. You know, like you said, it had it was better than any. It, had, it was better than it had any right to be. It was the one. Even like not that it, we didn't know it would have something interesting going on. I don't think I expected it to be that uh, fast paced and uh, you know that fun. And even like you said, with the family office out there, it just shows you how worthless that fashion is. <laughs> that you can have, you can double them in numbers and still lose. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you know, Sting driving through three tables, man. I cannot. You can't hate on that. Even though I was dead tired by this point, <laughs> and I was like, you know what, man? Because like my, I, I, I was like, you know what? You guys did a really good job of waking me up because having an old man <laughs> jump off the top of the thing, uh, like <laughs> you can't, you can't doze off to that, like <laughs> exactly. Like that. So they did a good job of waking you up. Before, you were tired. 
If you were sleeping right. before, you, woke, you sure as hell woke your ass up. <laughs> For that spot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, it did a great job in that retrospect. So, I get, of course, four stars. I thought it was way better than it had any right to be. Gina, what are you going to score out of five? I think I'll give it a four as well. It was still a good match, and I really enjoyed it. I think, you know... There were so many different spots that you could point out. You could talk about this match for a very long time. So, yeah, I'm just going to give it a four. It was great. And Jaxie? Yeah, I'm going to give it a four, too. And uh, poll-wise, the faces got 85% of the vote, and we all went for the faces as well. So it means uh, leading into our last match, one and Gina on eight. Uh, Jaxie and James share the lead with nine. And of course, the main event was Hangman and Page versus Adam Cole for the AW World Championship. And I think Page should have a horse on pay per view, or or like a, a car, or or some sort of special thing, you know. Uh, or, or well, like, I mean, if they can do the camel, if they can do a camel on Saudi Arabia, okay, you can bring Hangman out on a horse with a cowboy hat. <laughs> that, please, that was that was WWE. Remember, that wasn't AEW. Yeah, but know, Dark Horse dresses. Dark Horse dresses cowboys coming out, or you know, it's it's I'm just saying special. You know, I just want a one. Yeah, well, um, they, they brought him. They brought him out with a horse at the stadium stampede, and it freaking worked amazingly. Yeah. You know. I really wouldn't be mad if Hangman brought his horse out to, whenever he came out um, at pay-per-views. I think that, uh, you know, his whole persona is that of Hangman Adam Page. He's a cowboy. He does cowboy shit. Like, if we don't actually see a horse every now and again, then it doesn't really add to that aspect. And can you just imagine, like, the crowd, like, just seeing him just arrive at the top of the arena on a horse? It would have been great. That being said, I can imagine the only reason why they did it in Stadium Stampede and not in actual arenas is probably because the horse would freak the fuck out. Because imagine a horse like coming out yeah. with really, like, really, really loud music because of, you know, it might sound loud coming from our TVs, but we're not sure as to how loud that actually is. Maybe Monty, but, you know, we're not actually sure how loud <laughs> that gets in the arena. Then you got to yeah. add in like all of the sort of fans cheering and chanting. Um, and then even seeing the horse, they'd probably scream their asses off too. I would, you know? So, um, yeah, it's just, it, it's hard because I feel like, you know, the, the factor is, is how scared would the animal get? Look at what happened with Cody Rose when he brought Phoenix out for his dog. <laughs> you know, his dog. Working with live animals. But then yeah, at the same time, they tough. decided to bring him out the minute that they were like popping off the fireworks and stuff. And it's like, uh, hello, dogs and fireworks. Really? Well, this is the thing. And, you know, just have Alex uh, Silver or fucking Eva Uno in a horse costume. You know, just carrying like, Paige out like that. I think it would be quite cool. That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Now I want to see that. <laughs> Please, can we actually tweet Eva Uno? And have to do oh, my that God. Would... Please, James, please tweet that and do it. Well, that might be an idea. And I'll tell you something, though. The crowd. We talked about the crowd during the night. But some of the chants. I mean, the Let's Go Adam chants. And then Adam sucks. And, well, <laughs> you get the idea. My favourite from the crowd was, this is Adam. Which I didn't think they were going to do. And mm-hmm. then he did towards the end. But no adam dub. Which maybe you could have done at a certain point. Uh, but enough shenanigans. Let's get on to the main event. Because Hangman back cold to the ropes. 
made a relative clean break to start and he controlled the pace for a couple of minutes to keep the challenger on defence. He threw Cole into the barricade a few times and hit a running boot to the face. Cole ducked the clothesline so Hangman would hit the post. Then he sent Page into the stairs. Uh, Cole kept the pace slow as he tried to punish the champ. Page hit a few shots before Cole picked him from a spinning powerbomb that almost ended in the... Uh, Cole took some trash for Page caught him with a kick. He powered on Cole onto the apron. He hit a huge moonsault all the way to the floor. And Cole caught the champ with a super kick when he went for another moonsault. That looked beautiful. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's just Adam Cole that does it in matches, but every time he just looks like he's killed him. Uh, but Page managed yeah. It's just unbelievable. You know, Page hit Deadeye, but only scored a near fall. He also hit a tombstone, but just couldn't get the pin. The crowd charted fight forever. As Cole began to set up for his finisher, Page cut him off and climbed to the top rope with him to a backflip full-way slam for another close two count. Fisher O'Reilly came down to offer the supporters. Cole hit the Panama Sunrise on the floor. Cole hit a low blow, another Panama Sunrise, followed by the boom. And I don't know about anybody else at this point. I'm thinking, Adam Cole... He's going to win the fucking world championship. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm you though. Page did kick out. Um, Fish and Carlo Riley set up next to the ring, but it was Cole who ended up going through it. Dark Order ran down to check on Page and ended up fighting with Red Dragon. A hangman hit the buckshot lariat, but Cole grabbed the bottom rope. With a, Then he's talking about a, a fingernail away from losing. And then Page and on Cole with super kicks after tying his hand to the top rope. Course retribution for what we saw on Dynamite. Challenger freed himself up round to another kick. He hit Cole's own running knee before named the Buckshot Lariat for the win. Interesting turn. Well, as I say, Paige shook the hand of a KO'd uh, Cole after this mm. match. Uh, Monty, what did you think of this? Oh, dead silence. Monty, you there? Like... Where's he gone? I'm talking on mute, so there we go. There's my Gina, <laughs> that's my Gina moment. That's how excited. The dedication there. <laughs> talking to myself. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I love this match. Uh, you know, uh, it was really strong, in my opinion. Uh, you know, with, like you said, the crowd was back into it. It had some awesome moments, and it was just really hard fought. You know, they went all out, in my opinion. They had to because, like I said, you do five hours of wrestling. We had, you thought you'd seen everything that that was to see by the time you got to this main event. So they had to come out here and really, really bring it. And I thought they they both, you know, held up their end of the bargain. And I love the story here. Conspicuous by their absence. I don't care that they lost that that tag title match earlier. The Bucks did not help their their friend and Adam Cole here. Red Dragon did. Come on, I mean it's not even subtle at this point. The handshake at the end with the Ring of Honor uh, like style, I thought that was kind of cool because you know they used to shake hands before and after the matches in Ring of Honor, and you know that that this story does back to that time. So I thought that was cool. And also, you know who knows uh, what's coming because you know with the Bucks not attacking. Hangman here in the future would you know if Kenny is not ready, could Hangman step in for a while? In a, a versus Red Dragon and Cole, like it really had me wondering what what was what's going on, especially since the Bucks did not even show up. So, but the finish, oh man, amazing in my opinion. So I gave it four and a half stars. Like this was this was really really strong. The only, like I said, I was tired by the first time I watched this match. I rewatched it and I got the same amount of uh, enjoyment out of it. So. 
I, I thought it was good. Without doubt. Jaxley, what are you going to score the main event? I mean, I have to agree with absolutely everything that Monty said. So um, I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to give it a four and three quarters, to be honest. It was a really great match. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Four or three quarters for me as well. I got really into it. Like I said, some great exchanges towards the end. Uh, Gina, what are you going to score the, the final score for the final match of the night? Yeah, I'll give it four and three quarters as well. Definitely. Um, I, I have to give a shout out to Adam Cole with his gear when he came out. He oh, yeah. So good. Um, he looks so, um, Yeah. I, I the Chief. Love... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know if you guys um, watch uh, his Twitch stream like Gina and I do, but he kept on saying that he had something quite planned for his entrance and we were all just kind of really <laughs> eager to see it. So I'm glad you actually brought that up, Gina, because it yeah. was a great uh, piece and of work. And he said that he had a surprise. I, I had a feeling it would be some sort of gear. So when I saw it, I, I was like a little gamer geek and just jumping up and down. So it was so fun to watch as well. So, yeah, I'll definitely give it four and three quarters. You're right. Uh, I mean, no blood or guts, but just pure wrestling in this one. Oh, yeah, four and three quarters, five of me. Uh, Paige got 67% uh, of the vote so uh basically it comes down to predictions with the final scores and i think we all know uh what <laughs> what has happened here uh monty one and gina finish on nine uh i uh, myself and jackie <sighs> finish on yeah. 10 points which means we both <laughs> get the point if you win so Man, i'll start off like and Jaxie, you can see into the fucking future. Who is going to win yes. WrestleMania? Tell us. Win by the lottery. Um, I mean, you predicted. <laughs> wait, listen, listen, right? I think that my luck only sort of like subsists with AEW. I don't think it goes anywhere near WWE. <laughs> Look how bad I failed at Elimination Chamber. I've got no hope for WrestleMania. <laughs> Oh, well, it gives me hope. It gives me hope. Well, she me. might already know double or nothing, man. Of it. <laughs> I mean, shit. if I don't win double or nothing by myself, I'm going to be extremely disappointed because so far, my favorite... <laughs> super, super. You want to share, James? Well... No, James, you have to take my limelight this time. You have to take my spotlight. I thought I was going to be the overall queen on top. But yeah, no. I know. I had to. I mean, it's weird as well, I will say that my first win out of four pay-per-views is Monty's first loss. Coincidence? Hmm, I don't know about that. And <laughs> Gina, Gina, I was fucking gutted for you. Like, seven out of seven, and then I'm going, those three matches, oh, <laughs> fuck me, man. And please, yeah. do not go for the hill next time. Right? <laughs> Just whatever you're thinking. <laughs> Conform, stop being different. The opposite. I'm just going to go with the opposite of what I actually would choose, and then I think I'll do well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but don't expect to win against me, Seth, because you ain't. I mean, I'll just fight you in real life, to be honest, and then I'll win that. (laughs) Okay, well, well, that's not fair, because we know Dad's on your side, and I always get in trouble whenever we fight. (laughs) Right, it's so personal. It's so I can feel it. (laughs) I'm glad we don't predict it. Yeah, who do you predict is going to win so that one, Monty? I'm so glad we don't predict NXT, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. You guys need to do a predict against us. Who's going to win? Yeah, I have no clue. 
Yeah, well, what would I it think... be like? Uh, what would it be like to do to do a, a prediction for for NXT? Do you think? <laughs> oh my goodness, this man! Oh my for Roadblock. Do you know who's the champion? It's unbelievable what happened. I would have never predicted it. Who's the champion? Who's the champion, right? Dolph, Dolph Ziggler is now your <laughs> NXT champion. <laughs> yeah, Dolph Ziggler and Mandy Rose as the, as the champions when they said that they were rebranding NXT to to help elevate the uh, the younger stars. And who are their who are their champions? Honestly, <laughs> main roster. <laughs> Like, well, by Dolph Ziggler, I didn't didn't realize Dolph Ziggler had left like Raw and SmackDown. But what does that mean for for the NXT to support Bobby Roode, wasn't it? And then well, I tell you what, I tell you what, Jackson Jean, if you want to catch up with what's happening in the latest. NXT, then you can listen to me and Monty mm. this weekend for the latest NXT update, where we Wee. will have NXT roadblock. And I will make a suggestion as well. There is a takeover stand and deliver. I think, because it will be mm. WrestleMania weekend, that we should do predictions, because it will only be five matches, and we'll count it towards WWE pay-per-views. Yeah. And I think rather uh, than having NXT fair. bikes... Good luck with that, ladies. <laughs> I actually don't watch it. That's not going to be fair. We're going to have to take random decisions. <laughs> no, I'll just watch the, I'll just the last NXT that came out and then I'll just base my prediction off that. That's yeah, right. And we can, we can actually... You can review your first NXT takeover or takeover event with me and Monty on the Sunday night WrestleMania live show. Because I'm planning to do two live shows. That's how big WrestleMania, with the Hall of Fame and everything else involved, it's going to have to be two big nights. But we're still not finished here because we've got overall four on the actual pay-per-view. And it's still a gripe of mine, but, you know, a quarter of the card was women's matches, but they had the second and third shortest match times. Plus, they put Britt and Rosa right after Punk and MJF. So, again, it's just yeah. one step forward... One step back, you know. Yeah, we got a new belt, but then it's like you know we didn't get as long a match as as was given to um, a lot of the single titled female uh, male matches. Um, you know, I I also feel like you know sort of the story building and stuff it just needs to get a little bit better when it comes to you know sort of Jaden Ty. If we'd have had a bit more story building, I think that could have even been a lot more impactful. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame, but. That being said, is better than only having one women's match because that was what it was like towards the end of the right. year. So yeah. to see that type of progress makes me hopeful that, you know, that things mm-hmm. will continuously get better for the women's division. Uh, you know, the women's wrestling has within the division has significantly improved so well. Um, I'm, I can only see them going, you know, forward and up um, at this point. So with any luck... Uh, same will go for their matches as well. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how so. And, and Monty, as I say to you, we talked about the pacing of the show. I thought the pacing of the show was a lot better. Like it's, we mentioned as well, the six man wasn't needed. And I think we would have started with Mox and Danielson, but just because I wanted to see that match. Uh, you <laughs> know, and it's weird because I think Eddie versus Jericho would have worked after the Punk MGF match because of how strong a character Eddie Kingston is. Um, mm. you know, it's a, it's a bit interesting. But we talk. What time did it finish then? Your time, Monty, in America. Well, it it started. I think so. It'll be like I think six 
six. It'll be, it was six, six central for me, which would be seven eastern. Um, so people in New York, it was like seven when it started, and it ended, ended at eleven. So it was midnight in New York. So, oh my gosh! I would so there you go. Watch a show at that time. That's what <laughs> we dream of it. Yeah, the main event wrapped up at around eleven for me, and uh, yeah, well, the, the pacing was. Fine. Like I said, their shows are usually long because, like we know, they only do these pay-per-views, you know, sparingly. So these shows usually are, you know, longer shows. So I'm not really mad at It's just, like you said, the way things were organized. They started off hitting you nonstop. And then the reason why the crowd, like I said, died down for, for some pretty good matches was because you started off just hitting us relentlessly, relentlessly. And then the pace died down. And then over time, like, you realize hold on, it's 940-something, and we still have three matches left? So it's like, what the, how the hell? Yeah. It's like, time is just, like, again, moving slow. So, again, the pacing that I definitely took away from the show to me, I was, by the way, I'm going to Fight TV for, for AEW pay-per-views now. If you do Bleacher Report and you live in America, God bless you, because I, I my stream was terrible throughout the night, <laughs> off and on. And, like, I just say, all right, fight TV from now on. I, there's no, no point in me even going to Bleacher Report because the app so was we'll just like, frustrating. Monty, join us. Well, Monty, how, yeah. how much is a pay-per-view, AEW pay-per-view to buy? It was $49.99, so 50 plus tax for me. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah 50, plus, 50, 50 plus tax for me. Oh. <laughs> we, yeah. we I'm saying that you can. You are going to save yourself some money if you go with Fight TV. What the hell? Don't, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's pointless. Like It's just like, you, it's, it's no point. They're streaming it better over there. And like you said, the price match. If I knew it at the beginning of time, I wouldn't have started my Bleacher Report uh, account that way. But I just thought that was yeah. the primary way for us to do it. Trust me, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> I, well, I mean, again, it, there's a things, there's a lot to love, you know, about this show. But like Pet Peeve yes. for me, yes. Pet Peeve is like the logo, logo around ringside and on the referee shirt wasn't the same as what was in, you know, the CG around the arena. Which I'm thinking, well, if you're creating yeah. a new logo, go for it. How much more difficult that be? But that's more me than anybody else. And and I think, like I said, there was so much to love. So first off, I mean, match of the night. Gina, I'm going to ask you, because you gave four matches five out of five. So if you can pick mm-hmm. one for me, that is your <laughs> match of the night. I'm going to say you enjoyed the pay-per-view, looking at your scores. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it. I think it was definitely worth it. I think for me, I enjoyed it because I was able to pause it and go about and do my li- things that I needed to do. If I needed to go to the bathroom or go and cook, I was able to pause it because I obviously wasn't watching it live. Um, so that's why I was able to kind of enjoy it a bit more, I think. But um, I def- there's so many great matches. You're all going to say I'm biased. I'm choosing the ladder match, but not for Ricky Stark. Was he in it? Was he in it? I didn't, I didn't realise. He very much was. <laughs> very much was. <laughs> But no, that ladder match was so good. It's the powerhouses that got me for seeing, you know, powerhouse Hobbs, Keithley and Wardlow. I was so excited to see those three and I wasn't disappointed at all throughout the whole match. Um, right. So, yeah, I'm going to have to say the ladder match because it was great. And I wasn't expecting the win, to be honest, even though I got it. I wasn't expecting that win. No, I'm looking at Monty, yours as well. You've given me a couple of four and a half. So outright, you got your main event, your Mox Danielson, and your tag titles are four and a half. So which one are you going to give it to? 
Yes. See, I I literally wrote down the night of three way tie. I wasn't sure. <laughs> but when I really I really wasn't sure. I was like, oh my God, I like all of them the same for different reasons. But uh then I rewatched it and I was like, you know what, man, with the moment attached to it also. It wasn't anything better to me than watching Regal and then watching the out the uh, not only what happened after the match, but the brutality in Danielson and Moxley's match with the build that left a lot of questions to be answered. And I think they answered them all by the end of that match too. So I, I'm leaning towards Moxley and Danielson the day a few days after. But man, it, it really was that close to me because I love that main event and I love the tag title match also. Yeah, I think for me, it's, you know, I think I've got to say Mox Danielson as well. Uh, the Punk MJF was a great match, but this, the the Mox Danielson was without the bells and whistles, which, again, I liked yeah, just as much. Yeah, 100%. Um, Jackson, what are you going to say? I mean, your match of the night, I mean, what would you say is your match of the night? You've, you haven't got... I no- mean, I'm, I'm actually going to go ahead and, and agree with Monty in terms of the his first choice, which was the tag title match. Um, I just thought it was really great. There was just like, he didn't really want to blink during that match because so much was happening and it was just every single move just hit hard. Um, I really enjoyed the other matches, but there were were times, especially in the MJF and CM Punk one, where I was kind of like watching through my fingers at times because of the amount of blood and everything like that. So in terms of like, you know, just completely adrenaline rush, enjoyed it. I'm going to go with the tag titles. Yeah, I think that'd be fair to say. I mean, they're all great choices there. Um, for MVP of the night, I think my standout, I, I've got to pick CM Punk, just because it was the old CM Punk, and it really did, like I said, it it did say to me, not in a funny way, but in a kind of emotional way. Yeah, yeah it's, it's weird. And it kind of levelled the performance and saying, look how much I'm giving. You know, it's all well and good wrestlers coming back and wrestling five-minute matches every couple of months, but Punk's come back and he... And he really means it. And of course, Regal, because how fucking bad ass did Regal look uh, after that? Um, Gina, who would say your MVP of the night is? That's a really difficult question. You can give the whole roster, or let me, you know... let me go in front of my sister. Then. Go on him. My sister. Let me you, let me go. In you my did in prediction. She don't. She's too difficult. She can go. She's letting me go. No, I'm. I'm just gonna go ahead right now and say it. Sting. Sting is my MVP of the night. The, the man went through four tables. I. I thought he was gonna die from that, and he walked off like it was just a scratch. So he is my MVP for the night. That's an excellent. Yeah. I forgot about the 61 year old jumping through four tables. Yeah, same here. To yeah. be honest, um, I think I'm gonna go with Wardlow just because he got two two highlights throughout the whole show. You know, he got his win but he also kind of gave everybody the screw over to MJF that they were asking for. So I definitely think I'm going to go with Wardlow for that reason, just because it was so satisfying to see him be like, oh, wait, I do have the ring. It was in the other pocket. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll go with him. And Monty, who's your MVP? Yeah, I wrote Regal down. Sting, you know, they definitely made made my life. Uh, Jay, Jay, Jay Cargill. <laughs> Yeah, Jay Cargill. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people out there come to mind, but Regal's definitely name I wrote down immediately when I thought about it. So yeah, yeah, without that. And then finally, rating. I'm going to go first on this because I think maybe my rating might be a little bit low end compared to everything else I've heard. But 
I'm not sure. This was a great show. And like we talk about, how much fun has this been talking about a pay for you? And yeah, it was like four hours long, but we've actually relived it on this show. <laughs> and it's just how much yeah. fun. And we even talk about every piece. How many people shone, you know, in the entire card? Like Wardlow looked like an absolute star, you yeah. know. The old CM Punk, Moxon Danielson, you know. And then a few gripes are still the best matches on many a card. So I'm going to give us a, a nine and a quarter. I'm saying, well, maybe not, um, for me, the greatest AEW pay for you all time, but I thought the pacing was a lot better. And they are trying to give us WrestleMania every two or three months. We, we, now I've got my head around it a little bit, I can be get used to it, you know, especially when it's just like, right, let's just try and work this out. But nine and a quarter, and like I said, very, very good. Uh, Jaxie, what about you? Um... Is this out of 10? Yes. Okay, so I think, I think I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 because I just, every yeah, every match I really just enjoyed. Really hard because if I, I feel like everyone gave their all in, the, in, like, there wasn't, like, one match that I didn't feel like a wrestler was, wasn't giving it their all. So I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. Uh, Monty? Yeah, I gave it 8 and a half. You know, uh, I really was uh, entertained. I thought this was all good. I thought everything was from solid to great, you know, for the most part. So, you know, it wasn't a perfect show like we mentioned, and it it had, but it had a lot of perfect moments, you know, and that's the reason why we kind of talked about it the way we did because those moments stick out in your mind still days uh, later. So it has its flaws, like I said, you know, and uh, some of that it may be my fault because of what, what I used to watch it live. Who knows? But I, I I still liked it, and I really thought this was, like, worth my money in the end of the day. And that's usually how I gauge uh, pay-per-views. It's just like, was this worth my time and my money? You know, was I thoroughly entertained? And the answers are yes. So I, I, I gave it eight. And Gina, what are you going to score it at 10? I mean, I'm going to give it an eight and a half as well. Um, I definitely enjoyed the whole show. There were definitely highlights and there were there were definitely more quieter times, but even the buy-in for me was really fun to watch and it was great. The trios match on the buy-in is still something that I will probably go back and watch again and again because it was just so good, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it an eight and a half, which includes like sort of the buy-in on top of that as well. Yeah, I'd say that's the best. Um, I'd say it's a best, I've, probably not the best pay-per-view this year, only because... If anybody's been watching Impact, they have been... I don't know what they're putting in the water in Impact, but it's been amazing. Like, every show's been delivering. And it's crazy uh, to, to think that at this moment. I have That's, heard about the shows being great. It's, it's, I mean, they're not, they're not next-level shit. Each wrestler is just having a performance of a lifetime. And you can watch it on Impact app. I'm not, you know, sponsored by them, but you can watch it for free. You can watch the latest event sacrifice. You can watch No Surrender, which is two weeks previous as well. And like I said, people like Bronson Reed, you might know from NXT, of course, with Jonah, uh, are absolutely killing it. And, of course, um, Jay White is there as well. Uh, but and it's weird because there's so much good wrestling. And sometimes maybe we do get a little bit used to it, but I don't think we should. You know, and with AEW bringing a pay for you like this and the excitement and everything else can only be a good thing uh but i think that is it i think that's all aw revolution that we can do for today but don't forget we're across all social media twitter at the dubbin podcast i'm at the dubbin jr monty where can people find you 
On Twitter at MindMontyPod and also anywhere you listen to a podcast, type in Mind of Monty. Uh, so yeah, I would check my links in my bio and at my monthly pod, you know, been doing, uh, been, been really been my most consistent that I have been on with my podcast. I'm really proud of that. Want to continue to do what we do and, uh, try to be more creative with it. So come check me out at my monthly pod. And Jack, see where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me across both Twitter and Instagram at Jack Scarlett. And finally, Genius Gina. Yeah, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Purple Pain. Well, Dublin also on Facebook and Instagram across all Google platforms. Send us an email the com. There's the ones if you want to complain about Gina picking MJF. Uh, YouTube is another podcast where we'll let clips and podcasts at the same time on YouTube. I'm going to get picked off forever. As they do SoundCloud <laughs> on your phone. But can I just say, before I finish, but Gina, imagine when you when you eventually win and you turn the corner and you can shove it down. Everybody, hey, imagine that. Moment. I honestly will. I honestly will. You are all going to find me so annoying when that happens because I am going to push on it so hard. So oh, I'm going to get it the worst. Oh, yeah. Well, and you can hear all Damn this. Damn you, Britt Baker. You can hear all this on Spotify and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. So that is it. Uh, Double Nars next episode. Well, Monty, you're coming back, like I said, this weekend for uh, NXT Update, which, of course, has got Roadblock. And the following weekend, I thought it'd be fun if the four of us got together to actually do a review of WrestleMania 34. Because, of course, uh, WrestleMania, the most stupendous <laughs> event ever, is coming up. So oh, let's go back to what emotionally scarred us. Especially, I'm Jackson, I'm talking to you as well. WrestleMania 34, <laughs> we know what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, when did you want to do that? The nineteenth. That would be yes. That would be the the weekend following. Um, maybe nice and professional. Yeah, it would be the nineteenth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which of course will be released for the twentieth, and then the next kind of live show that we're going to do. I was there, wasn't it? Yes, that's what. That's why we part. We were doing it, That's why we're doing it. My fault. Part of the reason, the first I had, to the, I had to do the math. <laughs> yeah. I had to do the math. Like 34? Hold on, this sounds familiar. There's a reason why we did it. Uh, anyway, the next live show will be the Mania weekend. And like I said, the plan is, first night, uh, we'll do straight up, kind of looking at night one of WrestleMania, Raws and Smackdowns, and then night two, have a takeover review and look at the second night of Mania as well. And then, of course, coming back to do a full review. And then in May, if you want to look that far, we have got the anniversary show coming up, of course, at the start of May, and then double or nothing at the end of it. Could anybody listen to this get anything more? Eh? Is there anything else? How excited can yeah. you get, you know? Exactly. We are giving you such great content here. <laughs> it is unbelievable. And if you don't yeah, like it, if you don't like it, well, you can go. No, actually, no. We love, we love everybody. Even if you do send us email <laughs> saying how annoying I am, I don't mind. But I just don't read them out. So fuck you guys. <laughs> you see, that's the difference. Keep listening, though. It's Keep caring enough to tell me how much you hate me. Yeah, yeah. yeah we do you know. in it. We do sit here yeah, and just, you know. Up. Think about think about the the names people that that dislike us and and there's like you know like a slight little little smile that sits on our face knowing that we've gotten that under your skin we love it we go right uh, well exactly. until 
then, like I said, we've got so much planned. But until then, I have been James Rowlands. I was joined by the fantastic Jaxie, uh, the Thank genius, you. the genius, which is Gina. Always. And, of course, the mind of Monty. Thanks for this, everybody. And oh, bye. Really?